There he is. Woohoo! Oh yeah. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to those who break their neck to keep their hopes in check. Cause though they sweat a brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tell me that she needs me. Cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeeze me. Lady, take it easy. Hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. Hey, yo, bust it. Baby got a problem saying bye bye. Just another hazard of a fly guy. Your ass why don't matter. My pockets got fatter. Now everybody's looking for the ladder. And ain't no need in being greedy. If you wanna see me, gotta leave a number, baby, when you need me. And I'll be there in a jiffy. Don't be picky, just be happy with this quickie. But when you learn, you can't time it down, baby, dog. Check it out. I get around. What you mean you don't know? Check it out. I get around. The underground just don't stop for hoes. I get around. Still down with the underground clown. I get around. Let them hoes know. Now you can tell from my everyday fits. I ain't rich, so seats and this is with them tricks. I'm just another black man caught up in the mix. Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Just cause I'm a freak don't mean that we can hit the sheets. Baby, I can see that you don't recognize me. I'm Chuck G, the one who put the satin on your panties. Never knew a hooker that could share me. I get What's up, love? How you doing? Right. Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing. Oh, you heard that I was banging. Your homegirl you went to school with. That's cool, but did she tell you about her sister and your cousin thought I wasn't? Uh. See, weekends was made for Michelob, but it's a Monday, Monday. So just let me hit it, yo. And don't mistake my statement for a clown. We can keep it on the down low, long as you know that I get around. Twists in the hips, cause I'm watching. Conversations on the phone to the break of dumb. Now we all alone while the lights on. Turn them off, time to set it off. Get your wet and soft, something's on your mind, let it off. You don't know me, you just met me, you won't let me. Well, if I couldn't have me, why you sweat me? It's a lot of real G's doing time. Cause the goofy bit the truth and told the lie. You pick the wrong guy, baby, if you're too fly, you need to hit the door. Search for a new guy. Cause I only got one night in town, break out. Be clown, baby doll, are you down? I get around.
trial by fire here. We're going. That's to, right. We're, we're we're doing it live. We're going to see if this works, and and if it does, then then Daddy can go away more often if he has to. <laughs> Just the two of That's us. That's it. And we can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Dap and I. Nice. Let's go do some Bobby Brown on our own. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. But no, this should, uh, this should be fun. We'll be able to uh, talk about um, Doctor Who and rap. Yeah. Uh, well, we <laughs> talk about one of, the two, one of the two things, I think, would be on the table. For sure. Uh, so how you been? Uh, I've been good, dude. Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I, part of me still feels like uh, I haven't gotten over the fact that New York's over, but uh, I know, you know. But uh, no, I mean, it's uh, it's good, man. You know, the boys all won their uh, playoff games, so on to the semifinals this Saturday. Awesome for both teams, which is sweet and. Uh, yeah, got no. Uh, I got I got no complaints. Otherwise, how about you? You got your new digs at the office, right? Same old. Yeah, yeah. We're um, they're uh, putting the finishing touches on that. They uh, they're running a few few data lines for me, uh, as well as um, they got to put in uh, a wireless access point because it, that 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 bunker is is a dead zone. So um, they'll. Uh, They'll finish that up, and then Friday, when I go back to the office, I have some rearranging to do, some cleaning up to do, and and so. But at least now I have a. Um, I'm not going to be scrambling when equipment comes in and and setting things up. So it's it's all it's all for the better. It was it was definitely needed. It was uh, the timing may have been a little off, but overall it, it it's all good. But no, I mean work is work is fine. I have um, it's it's been pretty mellow. Being being the fall semester and everything, so I, I, it's all good there, and um, and yeah, and and aside from uh, somebody in charge wanting my wife to, to bring in donuts and coffee, <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're 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 right as rain. So yeah, everything is nice. good. But and speaking of right as rain, welcome everybody because David and I aren't used to doing this part, but you are listening to Eleven O'clock Comics episode. 341 yes and uh, as you've guessed by now if you've hung in this far we figure we lost at least half the listeners right away when we we when we said it was just the two of us but if you were kind enough to hang on you've gathered that uh this is jason and david doing a a uh ebony and ivory combo <laughs> special this week uh i'm of course the ebony part um <laughs> Vince is getting, uh, he's bettering himself. He's getting his master's degree, as I think many of uh, you already know. And this is one of those times each year where he has to, uh, well, he doesn't have to, he's excited to, go to New York City to further his education. And he kind of goes into an immersive, well, I think it's a week long, right? Like a, an immersive week long. Just about, yeah. Yeah, program. And we don't really hear from him during this week. Because he's still uh, enough of a Luddite that even though we do have him using a smartphone and he is uh, comfortable with Facebook Messenger, for some reason he doesn't realize you can use Facebook Messenger on your phone. That's true. So we probably won't hear from him much this week. Um, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, you you have uh, strapped one on after after uh, uh, we, we didn't have an alternative and... Uh, you hooked up the recording system, so hopefully we get this right, and uh, we will bring them some uh, hopefully 
some goodness this week. I, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We didn't really we didn't really preempt much. We did. No, I mean it's been a, since it's been post New York Con. I think we've been doing some reading and and um, and there have been there's also been some movie news and I mean there there are things we can definitely uh, run away with. I think we should focus on DC tonight since Vince isn't here. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I uh Although I don't know how much DC we've collectively read of late. I just read Grace in number 4. Did you? I haven't. Okay. How was it? It was good. It was good. So many abs. So many mm. abs. But it was a uh it 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 it's continuing the story. Oh, actually, but you know what? You can also get Grace from DCBS. DCBS. Who are they? They are our sponsors this episode is in part sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get uh, tons of... Wumba. Uh, Wumba. Huge um, discounts on, uh, on on your comic books, your trades, your collections. They have... Uh, for example, I went to this... I love this site. The site is one of my favorite um, retail online stores. Um, but uh, they have right now... You can uh, pre-order uh, from Marvel Star Wars number one. At fifty percent off, that brings you down to uh, two dollars and forty nine cents. You can uh, get Effigy number one from DC also at half off, and they have uh, your trades and your hardcovers at half off as well. Uh, new trades and hardcovers from DC this month half off. Uh, Conan Red Sonia half yes, off. Yes, that looks hot. That does look pretty hot. Uh, the Dark Judges number one of five uh, five issue miniseries that's also half off boom is bringing you the burning fields number one uh that is the dollar 99 at half off and i gotta I'll, I'll mention this afterwards but there are bundles out the um out the wazoo including the uh, dc flash 75 variant bundle that's uh that's a mere 41 dollars and 67 cents there's a valiant bundle there are there there are um Two Vertigo bundles, and one of my favorite parts of DCBS uh, is the um, the partnership they have with Comixology because nice. any digital comics, anything you buy through DCBS um, that's connected to Comixology, you get 5% towards uh, your DCBS orders. So if you, um, if you go both ways and, and you like your digital... And your uh, your paper products or um, or your statues, you can uh, use the five percent you get from each digital purchase uh, and apply that towards your uh, your order total uh, for the uh, for what's getting shipped to your house. So uh, DCB service, as Vince likes to remind you, they uh, have no problem with late orders, and uh, they are pretty much um, I you know we've been using them. Uh, for many many years now and and i can't think of using anyone else to to uh to get my comics i agree i i think i'd have to double check this but i'm pretty sure i'm very close to my 10 year anniversary of using dcb service wow which is fairly insane that is uh and and i don't know if you had the chance to to check it out today but um but I took a look around. They, uh, as part of their friends and sponsors and customers, uh, we were made aware of the new, newly redesigned website. They're launching a new website. 
um, a new version of the website. And if all goes well with beta testing, it will go live for next month, so def- December 1st. But we were sent an invite to, uh, like many beta testers, to give it a whirl and put it through its paces and troubleshoot and the like. And it is awesome. I, I have, again, I've been using the service for a decade, so so the 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 myriad the the pros are myriad and the cons are minor but the few things i might have nitpicked about the site and the service are pretty much resolved with with the new site um one thing that you could never do before but i was able to do today in the blink of an eye is they have an analytics and reporting segment now so for example when we do our 11 o'clockers one of the things that's always a bit of a pain in the butt is figuring out what i read over the course of the year and the way I usually did it was a little bit by memory, but then also I would go back and pull literally each of my DCBS monthly Excel order sheets, throw them into a big Excel, and then do some some you know some some cutting, pasting, editing, and sorting to come up with a rough list. Well, today I went into the new site, clicked on reports, typed in January first, two thousand fourteen, through today's date, checked off shipped items, and boom. In two seconds was a downloaded Excel file with all of the items that they've shipped me this year. And then I pulled one up for five years. I pulled one up since I started my order history. It's it's so simple, dude. And you can you can sort by anything. You can just pull up things that are unshipped. You can pull up things that you buy discount, buy order code, anything you want you can do. And it was super easy. The other cool thing is now another thing you could never really do before. Every now and then, you know, something would get resolicited. And you'll kind of forget if if you ordered it in the first time or if it's a resolicit. Well, now you can when you, you can do a quick search in your um, on your account. So let's say let's say um, a new version of a new trade of Fear Agent comes out, and you're not sure if if that's a new trade or or it's something that you bought some time ago. Well, you just type in Fear Agent now, and it'll show you all the Fear Agent stuff you've ever bought. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, and it could also, if you want, it can show you the stuff that you've ordered but are on ship still. So, it's it's uh, it it takes already an, a super super easy to use site and and makes it even better. So I got to give them mad credit for that. And then I didn't try these features out, but apparently now there's a lot more uh, extensibility when it comes to um, ordering because as we say every week, you can order. They're usually more than happy to take um, additional orders beyond the technical. Um, you know the technical deadline as long as it's you know not at the uh, the diamond cutoff date well now apparently on the site you can go right in and manipulate that you can also you know now if you place an order you instead of having to open up that order and edit it you can place a second order in the month and then do a merge so and it'll it'll check for duplicates um so just a lot more you know just a lot more data driven cool stuff that you can do now um and then the 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 last thing which I got to highlight because it's the one nitpick I have every every month I do my order. Um, every time you do your order because they've never wanted to take on the the the, the credit card information just for security purposes. Right. You have to type in your your credit card number every time. Well, now if you'd rather do what a lot of sites do and have them store your credit card information securely, you can. So as of now, you can just um, you, when you order, it has your credit card on file. So if you want, you can opt out of that too if you don't for some reason want to have that. But if you're like me and be more than happy to have them have that information on file so that you don't have to type in the number every time, bam, it's right there. So it's a pretty sweet launch. I, I haven't seen any complaints yet or any bugs. 
Um, you know, I played with it for about a half hour today and was super impressed. So nice. um, for all you non-beta testers, be on the lookout December 1st. So I guess next month's, when next month's um, catalog is uploaded, uh, I presume that's when you all get to take it through its paces. But it's pretty sweet. That's very cool. Yeah. And even, and if you are, well, speaking from experience on my part, and, and I'm pretty sure from you, I mean, between the two of us, between our families, I think we've probably within the past year have had um have had to have um we've had our credit cards replaced at least a half a dozen times so i think that um if anything would ever happen to the to, to the information it's it's it, it's easy enough for us to fix Absolutely. Sorry if I'm having technical difficulties. My um, my mic just popped out. And I could it was hearing you through the laptop. So, can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you great. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, again, we're we're out of sorts here. So, let me do what I should have done ten minutes ago and ask you, what are you drinking? I actually am drinking. Uh, this is from Steve Reader. And Dave Matthews, it is the Dreaming Tree Crush Red Wine from the North Coast, and that is the Dave Matthews from the Dave Matthews Band, and it is pretty damn tasty. Interesting. I didn't know he had a wine up in there. Yeah, they. Uh, he's uh, he's got a couple. I saw this one, and there's another uh, red that um, that I saw at a at a liquor store upstate, which I didn't get actually. I saw it when when I was looking for uh, for wine to to give to Beth, and uh, so ah, I saw the Dave my Matthews lovely wife. Stuff. Yes, and I saw the Dave Matthews stuff there. I didn't get it then, um, but apparently the place that is close to our house had uh, had crushed this one, and and uh, so I picked up a couple of bottles, and and I'm quite pleased with it. We like this this new liquor store. Whenever we go in, the owner I'm assuming he's the owner manager is. Um, quite happy to see us and even when the uh if if a wine isn't on sale he'll give us um the half case or case discount price even if we're just buying a bottle or two and uh and actually he had a case of uh poppy that renee's always after and, and so we picked that up and he even discounted that even greater than i mean so he's he's a real nice guy it's a local dude so he's you kind of Happy to do business with him, and uh, he doesn't have everything, and he's definitely better priced on the wines than he is on the um, on the spirits. I don't buy any of the hard stuff there because I can get it cheaper from the the dude in the other direction. But for now, for this wine, I'm I'm really happy with it. Nice, and I am drinking, I believe, the same thing I was drinking last week when we had the very fun Kari Randolph on, which is the Vintners Mark three uh basically finishing the bottle that i started last week i so. need you to um text me the label because okay at, yeah. at this place i asked them if they had it and they don't but okay. at least i know if if uh if someone new is working and i'm asking and they're not sure what the hell their inventory is at least i know if i have the label i can uh, hopefully spot it yeah it's pretty yeah i think it's pretty cheap too i think it's like 12 bucks a bottle that's not bad so, no i know so and it's it's smooth it's smooth as silk not the spider-man silk that's pretty smooth, but uh, not quite as smooth as that, but but smooth nonetheless. Speaking and I, of, I dig, speaking of silk, I dig the new costume quite a bit. A much, much, much improved. It's uh, it's definitely a, 
step in the right direction and it's much needed i think and and it's uh it works it 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 fits in with that whole thing it's not the spider woman outfit it's um it's unique it's different for this character and um uh olivetti draws it real nice in amazing spider-man number nine uh speaking of oh, you read number nine i, I didn't get did a read number to read nine it. today um you can thank Mario for that because he texted me while I was at work going, so did you read it? And I was like, no, but because I was working. Is um, it on Comixology? It, uh, no, the, um, okay. not the version I have, but it, uh, it, okay. it, it will be. Um, the, uh, I didn't see it. That's why I asked. Good, good eye. Speaking of slick and silk and everything else, do we have, are we doing the other sponsor at the end? No, uh, well, it, you, you see, you it's what people don't appreciate about you is the little things, the little things. Like you said when you started the DCBS sponsorship, which we do every time, you said very subtly, brought to you in part by, and that's the kind of that's the kind of attention to detail that you have that the rest of us lack. And you said that because, as you just alluded, we actually are all grown up and we have a new sponsor. Which is fairly shocking. I it, know, yeah, well, no, but the fact that we're grown up, yes, and and the fact that these people are kind enough to, uh, or silly enough to, uh, although they make good stuff, so it's not like we're we're uh, you know bowing our heads when we're saying this. But I'll I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So we have been uh, of late. Um, well, I should say, not only say it a different way. Um, you and Vince have been on point and and very complimentary of Valiant since the reboot, since they started over. Um, and while I definitely was into the first few issues of the relaunch, I lapsed for whatever it was, like two plus years. But then thanks to that awesome humble bundle uh, two months ago, um, I was able to get all the stuff in my coffers and start catching up. And we've talked about a few of the books uh, of late, um, I think, and most most notably, Archer and Armstrong, but we've touched on a few of them. And the long and the short of it is, um, we are proud to call Valiant Comics uh, a sponsor now. They uh, they approached us and asked us if we'd be interested in doing a little little promotion for them. And you know, our rule has always been that uh, we would never promote anything we didn't actually enjoy. Or believe in, and so in this case, it was uh, kind of a no-brainer, and it was kind of it was well timed because uh, we were the humble bundle really got us back grooving and trying to very, very uh, to catch up very fastidiously. So, so the um, so welcome to Valiant Comics, and uh, shout out to uh, the guys there and Hunter Gorenson, who's their PR director, uh, who brought all this together. But but. Um, the first thing that that we want to call your attention to on this front is really a no-brainer. Uh, it, it's 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 a new book uh, that is by three creators who are longtime EOC favorites. So it seems very very uh, natural that we should be talking about this book. When I mention the name Jeff Lemire to you, you you get excited. He's been on the show twice twice I think twice, right? Yes. Yeah. We. Always gush about Mr. Matt Kinn. Yes. In fact, I uh, in my comic room here, I have uh, the I have a, a one shelf in my comic room dedicated solely to the works of Mr. Lemire and Mr. Kinn. So they, uh, they, in addition to both being excellent writers and 
cartoonists in their own right, they are also very, very good friends. Uh, I, I guess I'll stop short of saying they're best friends, but they're super close buddies. And then someone that I know is way up your alley because of your Spider-Man uh, uh, love in particular, Mr. Paolo Rivera. Ah, oh, yes. That's your boy. Well, you take those three badasses and you put them together and they are doing a book at Valiant called The Valiant. Yeah. And the, 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 the long and the short of it is that um, The Valiant is a miniseries uh, written by... Jeff and Matt, drawn by uh, Mr. Rivera, and it the first issue launches next month, yeah, December 10th, uh, and in essence, it is kicking off the second wave of the Valiant universe. Um, the good news is that for those of you that are behind or perhaps haven't read much of the stuff that's come out in the last few years, uh, they have assured us that it is a it has been designed as a new jumping on point, and you and I were uh, fortunate enough to receive a uh, advanced copy, and we we don't want to get too much into the the plot yet because the book is not for another month. But uh, I certainly say, a the art un, unsurprisingly is is gorgeous. It is, uh, and and b I found the story to be very engaging. And while I'm not a complete Valiant newbie, um, there are definitely certain characters that are featured in this mini series that I have not read much of yet. Uh, although I do have the works now, and I didn't feel lost at all. How about you? I thought it was uh, it it because I am rereading things through through uh, through the humble bundle and um, it, because I'm not sure I didn't know this was coming out next month. Um, I'm getting not inundated, but I'm I'm seeing a lot of certain characters and. Um, and that's not a bad thing because these are some of my favorite characters, and mm-hmm. uh, this is—I I definitely get that feel that 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 this could be used as a jumping-on point. Listen, we've been around for a few years now. If you don't want to read books that are a half a year old, then you can read this first issue of this miniseries, and and it will get you up to speed on um, on a couple of characters and and quickly. And yes, very. It's it's well laid out. Um, the uh, there are, um, and it's not like it's a retelling. Like if you read those issues of Archer and Armstrong when this character was was introduced, uh, you wouldn't. Um, you're not retreading familiar ground. This is this is a um, a different time in his life. It's it just it it all works. I think. And I didn't feel like this was written by two different people. There wasn't anybody like right, stumbling right, right, sure. over each mm-hmm. other. And uh, it's um, it it really it, it it looks great. And I mean, Rivera's done fantastic work on Amazing Spider-Man, on Daredevil. Um, I'm I'm surprised at how uh, how much I enjoyed, considering the the tone and the because of the time the, the the story takes place it's it's a little bit darker than some of the stuff i'm used to right uh, seeing by mr rivera so it's um but it didn't it it's still it's still just it it works i think it's a great creative team i um i'm looking forward to the rest of uh to see where the stories goes and and it's it's this one character just can't seem to uh 
catch a break or get ahead or just uh, it, it, it always comes up a little short and and it, it it's frustrating. It's frustrating by the end of the first issue. I can only imagine um, how it's felt for all his life, but seeing how it's uh, seeing how it plays out will be more than uh, more than enough to uh, keep me going. I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, so so the the elevator pitch is a pretty simple one. You it the story essentially it revolves uh, centers around the Eternal Warrior who's been alive for 10,000 years. And essentially uh if you have any familiarity with the Valiant universe, you know that the Eternal Warrior uh is um one of three immortal brothers. And his job over his life has been to protect the Geomancer who is a, a a person with with various and sundry powers and uh and that 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 mantle has passed along as as a geomancer dies another person is then uh bequeathed with the powers and uh and currently in the current valiant universe the geomancer is a super hot blonde uh PR uh girl yes. it was great but but in essence so the eternal warrior has has had worn this mantle for 10,000 years and he's been largely successful at it but he's had three colossal failures in his time as the uh, protector of the geomancers. And in each time, the cause of his failure has essentially been uh, what we know to be, at least thus far, as the immortal enemy. Um, and he it's the one it's, – it's basically the one – I guess it's like his Moriarty uh, to his Sherlock. It's, it's the one battle he has failed to win at each turn. Uh, well, the immortal enemy is back. And this time, and this is what the miniseries is essentially about, this time the question is, can he finally defeat the immortal enemy because he's not alone anymore? He now has the help of some of the other characters in the Valiant Universe, like Bloodshot, like Archer and Armstrong. Uh, and uh, and that's really the question. is It's essentially a, a team-up of some of these characters in, in a quest to finally dethrone and defeat the immortal enemy before uh, he wins again. So it's very cool. First issue is awesome. We will talk about it more, um, I'm sure, once Vince gets back and, and once we're it's sort of kosher to talk about the plot and the like, which will be in a couple of weeks. But until then, uh, be on the lookout. You can definitely still order it from DCB service. I presume... You probably can order it um, at your LCS if you have a pull list because I don't think final order cutoff has happened yet. And it will be on the shelves in a little more than a month, December 10th. So the Valiant, number one. Yes. So pretty stoked, actually. Oh, without a doubt. And I I don't know if Rivera works traditionally or not, but uh, I need to find out because I... Some of those pages were, were were looking pretty sweet to me. Definitely. the uh, I know his... Um uh, the self-absorbing man. He has a blog where he does a lot of his process. Uh, does um, basically shows. Oh right, it. yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's. Uh, I know that there are. He's he's done some paintings and and uh, but yeah, as far as pages, I can't remember the last time I saw any Rivera pages for sale. So yeah, and and he's isn't he the guy that uh, has that mirror set up at cons so you can watch him painting? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I know he totally revamped his style because he used to be 100% a painter and he wasn't able to do a monthly book as a result. So he made a concerted effort to teach himself a secondary style. And I know some were concerned that that in the effort to be quick and be able to do a monthly book, he would lose what made him special. But that hasn't been the case. I mean, it's it's a it's definitely a different style than his than his fully painted stuff, but it's no less 
uh, it's it's no less beautiful. Agreed. So, so now let's get on with the show. What 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 are you reading, dude? I I uh, I read a lot of Marvel trying to catch up because I figured you and I are always up to chat about the Marvel and and in spite of our uh, in spite of some comments from the peanut gallery, I feel like we haven't. We haven't talked about a lot of different Marvel books. I mean, we haven't talked about Avengers books, the Avengers books in ages. We haven't, uh, it's been a bunch of books. I feel like we haven't really talked about. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. We, um, the, the Avengers stuff has, cause we, I had to catch up on new Avengers and, and what I'm really enjoying right now is the fact that, um, with the whole time runs out thing, yeah, that was art. the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the way Avengers and New Avengers um, matches up. I, I uh, it's been a while since I've really enjoyed um, crossovers. Or it's not even a crossover because it's not like they're telling you to read the next issue. It's just right. as long as you're reading both. And again, we we always say this: if if um, you know if you're reading uh, if you're reading Avengers, uh, if you're reading Infinity. The chances are you also are reading Avengers because it's both written by Hickman. So this is the same thing. If if Hickman is writing both books and and they do kind of um, tie in together, and they kind of did from the beginning because when the Illuminati was all together and uh, they uh, did what they did to Steve, that tied into although it was a panel and a flashback panel when Steve woke up from a dream when he and Tony were assembling their. Uh, their Avengers. So, I mean, they've been connected from the beginning as much as different as they look, uh, the way the stories have, have played out, they are kind of joined at the hip, even though one is, um, into what, like the thirties now. And, and the other book is, is, yeah, I think new Avengers. I've, I think, Oh, I've read up to number 25. I don't know if 26 is out yet. Uh, and then Avengers, right. It's, I've read up to 37, which, Again, I, I don't know if 38 is out, but 37 is the most, it's at least no more than a month old. Yeah, the uh, the, the latest New Avengers I, I've read is is 25. Okay. Um, they, uh, and I think what, and this isn't a reflection on Avengers or what Hickman's doing. I, I think one thing, aside from talking about Spider-Man and Spider-Verse so much lately, uh, is that one one event in particular that's going on at Marvel really isn't collectively the three of us isn't floating our boat. So we're kind of not talking about that at all. And, um, and the Avengers are pegged into that because of uncanny Avengers, but um, getting back to what Hickman's doing, it's um, we are, you know, we're, we're past and, and that's what really had me stoked when I got to the end of the issue where, all our heroes, if you want to call them heroes, the Illuminati went to um, make amends, uh, be at peace, um, do their 12 steps because the end is nigh. And uh, you have like Reed going to Latveria and uh, to see Valeria. You have um, Beast, old Beast Hank McCoy talking to young Hank McCoy from all new X-Men. And everybody is, is doing... Um, something because it's we're almost at the incursion point and and the world will end because um we can't they can't fix it and turns out that uh things don't go according to plan and i was surprised to see people at the table on the other side of the um 
of the spectrum. But it's just, and, and now we are seven, eight months past that. And it's, it's very much like um, the sliders or Star Trek or something where months have passed and we don't know how things crumbled to where we last saw our heroes to where they are eight months later because the Fantastic Four really aren't the Fantastic Four. Uh, the um, we, we, we see Amadeus Cho, who we haven't seen in a while. We, um, we see a very bear-like Brian Braddock. Uh, there are just um, things that we, we, we see. Uh, we see the Hulk. We, we see Bruce Banner and Hank McCoy playing chess. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's crazy, but in a good way. And and I am. I don't know where this is leading to. I don't know if this leads into um, the spring where everything ends, and then the summer where Secret Wars kicks off. I I really I'm just I'm along for the ride. I am. Um, I just, you know, we I'm on a roller coaster with Hickman because I loved Infinity. And we kind of had a little bit of a breather with original sin and and Cap going into the future, thousands and thousands of years into the future, and now we are back to this where it's it's this uh, almost uh, Terminator like future where something happened and 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 I I'm I'm reading this story going along with the characters but also not so far in the back of my mind almost the front of my mind i i want i'm i want to know how this happened and 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 why everybody is is this way and um you know captain america why all of a sudden like steve is taking the pills that scott summer takes to be a dick and it's like i just don't know <laughs> why um you know and you could and and, and you could you know have your theories about um mind control or, or someone pulling strings, but it's just, it, everybody seems to be themselves just, um, on one side, a little exaggerated. And, and I'm not sure just where, um, obviously Steve is having trust issues right now. So, but I just, I need to see where this is going. And, and I'm really enjoying Hickman's Avengers still. It's not like it, it hasn't, hasn't stopped. It's just now it's, it's different than it was, a few months ago and and i'm i'm giddy well yeah i mean and there's i mean there's a lot going on it's hickman so he's he suffers no fools there's a lot of concurrent plot threads going on that are stringing together um many of which are seemingly running parallel to one another but not overlapping we're starting to get to that point as with most Hickman multi-year arcs, we saw in the Fantastic Four, same thing that we're starting to see the things, the tendrils start to intertwine, which which gives me comfort that much like with Fantastic Four, even if you feel a little bit lost and you feel like he's going on tangents in the midst of the run, if you are patient and you are willing to commit the time and the investment, by the end it's likely to have a mind-blowing, very tight conclusion because that's what he thrives on. But but as you said, I mean the the, the the two books, I think, by most people, are viewed uh, in co- in combination these days in concert. But they really are a different set of characters for the most part. I mean, New Avengers has essentially tracked the Illuminati and their decisions. And look, the the simple fact is, we're, we jump eight months ahead, but but 
maybe we're coming at it from a different place. I mean, to me, I understand Steve's consternation here because and why he's acting like a dick. Number one, he's an old man now. Yeah. So he's crotchety. But number two, because <laughs> all people are crotchety. But number two, I mean, uh, not only was he essentially kicked out of the Illuminati and mind wiped because they knew he wasn't up to what they needed to do, but he's come to find out at what they've been doing and, and that's that's in essence and this is spoilers to anybody that uh that that isn't up to date with what's going on and doesn't want to be yet um there you know the the, the there have been these incursions which have been ongoing which are where different parallel universes are going to collapse onto one another and um and the illuminati have been uh, by hook or by crook have circumvented a number of of incursions to this point uh through relatively peaceful means but they get to a point where they go up against a, another Earth where they're essentially presented with uh, Justice League yeah. uh, analogs. Yep. And they have for some time had a bomb that they built just in case because it was the idea that, well, if it's between us or them, it has to be them. And the Justice League, which, I, you know, it's funny when they – when this is why Hickman is smart. When, when you see the Justice League analogs, I think you – your mind immediately goes back to the Squadron Supreme and the Squadron yeah. Sinister, and and you're thinking, okay, Hickman's going to have these guys do the him or me thing, and he's, he's going to have the Justice League analogs choose the well, the, they're going to be the heavies, and they're going to say, well, it's your world or ours, and then and then our guys are going to say, well, then, but that's not how he does it, you know. He he uh, Hickman, the the Justice League Earth is is they're they're noble. They they don't they 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 don't have a solution either, but they don't. They don't ever, but it's not even of their minds that they're going to be willing to destroy our our world and our universe. And yet, they quickly get to the conclusion that look, uh, you got our Earth, our Illuminati are willing to do that. And and while the Black Panther and Reed and a few of the members seemingly have conceived of the idea of using this bomb to blow up the universe, they're not really ready to pull the trigger. When it comes right down to it, they're not able to to make the final decision but of course who's there to make the final decision but good old ever-loving submariner namor and namor basically is like listen if we're gonna be villains we're gonna be villains and fuck it and he he destroys their universe and he sets the bomb off and then they're feeling horrible about that that as well they should because they committed genocide but we then come to find out that uh they they're so torn up by the by the by the, the what happened with with that incursion that another incursion happens upon them very quickly and and they just they're essentially uh uh frozen in fear that not not fear they're frozen in indecision and to the point where essentially they've come to the conclusion that they're going to let the incursion happen this time because they can't live with themselves again to destroy another world and we get to the the, the clock is ticking, clock is ticking. We get to the incursion point when when this is supposed to be the end of the, of the universe. Nothing happens. And they're like, huh, were we wrong? Were, did, have our calculations been wrong from the start? And and they, they really can't buy into that because if that is the case, then then what they did with the prior universe is even worse, yes. right? Because they've... But we come to find out, no, they weren't wrong. The reason the incursion didn't happen is because... Our boy Namor has put all his chips in, and he has essentially formed the Cabal, which is the villainous offset to the Illuminati. 
and this cabal has been going from multiverse uh, from universe to universe and laying waste to these earths yeah. before they have a chance to uh, cause an incursion and um and, and it's it's a pretty remarkable thing it's 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 uh you know visually namor is a lot like uh, black adam you yeah. know i mean yeah. they, they look a lot alike and this is very reminiscent to me of when black adam committed uh genocide in 52 yeah 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 you yeah, know? yeah and he just he finally Correct. he's always been that sort of ambivalent uh quasi heroic antagonistic character um straddles the fence between good and, and bad and then finally says you know what if i have to be evil if that's what it takes to save mankind then i'm going to be evil and that's essentially where namor is he's 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 working with maximus the mad he's got uh thanos working with him he's got terax he's got um I, her name's escaping me with the the albino the uh the the, the, the like chick midnight dawn or it, it's it's something Yes, the, the one that's been in in the prison with them the whole time, right. the one that that survived the, one of the other incursions with Corvus, uh, uh, and then I think I'm forgetting. Oh, and then uh, and then Corvus Glaive, yeah, and he's got all these badasses, and they're just uh, they're having the time of their lives, just going around destroying world after world, um, and I think that Rogers and all the other Avengers and the other heroes, through efforts of their own, come to the conclusion that incursions have been happening because they're unaware of it to this point. Pretty much the whole earth is unaware of it except for the Illuminati. Yeah. And then they realize what's going on, which is that Reed and, and beast and Hulk and all these guys have been willingly committing massive multi-billion dollar, multi-billion person genocide. Uh, and to their minds, there's no reason for that, right? Because in all the times they've been faced with seemingly unbeatable odds they have found a way to beat the odds and it's never been at the expense of human life and now in their view all of those guys in the illuminati have gone too far and they're complete villains in their their mind um and it's an interesting setup because namor it's it's not that hard to buy into but 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 how, where do we go from here uh, what can i i know comics comics are 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 Characters within comics re- get redeemed. That's not uncommon. Um, but I, I guess you have to ask yourself, is this finally the thing in a, in a mainstream comic where these characters cannot be redeemed? Can, can their actions be justified in any, you know, when, when all of this is settled, can these, these characters come back from this precipice? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's really the debate we're supposed to be having, right? I mean, can they come back? Can can they be forgiven for their for their for their actions? I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it was it was for the greater good, but yeah, I mean, you have when when you're standing shoulder to shoulder with with Captain America, how do you um, say yes? We we destroyed the universe so that we could live. I mean, it no, there are times when, when you are faced every time our heroes overcome and, and everybody is supposed to be able to walk away from it. But, uh, Hickman is, is giving us these examples where there are times where, uh, a Supreme sacrifice has to be made. And it's, it, that normally happens in like independent books or, um, 
one-off stories of, of characters you're not going to see again. But these are these are characters who we we've have movies about, and and you know, we've been reading their adventures for decades. And um, it really is. I mean, when you, it's one thing to kind of have Namor do that because um, Namor's always been an outsider. He's never he's never been um, part of any one world and it, even when he does it he, he basically tells everybody especially T'Challa you really should be thanking me and and you know it's one thing where you go ahead and you you pull the trigger but to then turn around and tell the people you're standing next to that I did you all a favor and 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 they already know that you know you're just you're pouring salt in the wound and um so if anybody is going to be that big of an asshole. It it needs to be Namor. I don't think Namor really needs to be um, of everybody there. He's the one who's worried about being redeemed. It's uh, I did what I had to do, um, and that's it. Whereas if um, if Black Panther did it, that would have been the point of no return. There there probably wouldn't have been any any um, any sort of. Uh, moment in the near future where where you could oh shucks and and forgive the guy um, mm-hmm. it's just it it's and again you know this is one thing that bums me out a little bit about these teasers and and you know announcing shit that's happening you know half a year away mm-hmm. you know it, it's you're reading this story right now going on in these two books and then in the back of your mind are you like well is that because what they're doing now will mean right, nothing right. a year from now because we're being reset. And and it's, I don't want that to take away from the story Hickman's telling. And I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's important. And and even just talking about this, it's making me think of how how much story Hickman does pack into these issues because this all just isn't just happening arbitrarily too. He's given us a lot of of, of contextual backstory to each of their decisions. You've got you've got Tony who who is is. When they all think that the incursion's about to happen and they're not going to do anything about it, it's it's fascinating how they each spend what they think to be as their last few minutes. Yes, you've yeah. got Tony lining up shot after shot after shot, basically saying "fuck it." Yeah, you know, Bruce I've, I've, going back to where it all began for him. Yep, yep. And Black Panther, who who was really interesting, Black Black Panther, who essentially is is his being disowned by his dead father and, and ancestors because in their minds he's not being a true king and warrior because he's not willing to destroy these other worlds right because in their mind you 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 protect your people and wakanda your nation and your world above all else because that's your job yep. and so if you're not willing to 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 destroy billions to save you your your, your group then then that's weak and you're no longer worthy of being the black panther which is just fascinating right because you would think that there's this no undercurrent of nobility to that mantle and uh and I guess all's fair in love and war to his ancestors. Um, you've got this, this which I own the page of. You've got this perceived huge rift between Sue, who's who's working with Shield, chasing down Reed and the rest of the Illuminati. Uh, but 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 then is that really what's going on, or is there something else afoot? Which which is very interesting. I thought in, in the last issue or two, uh, is is all not what it seems there. Uh, you've got Bobby DeCosta, who's becoming quite an interesting character uh you know bobby's always been wealthy but i'm getting the sense that these days he must be one of the wealthiest people on the earth because he 
he makes a purchase in in Avengers, which is phenomenal and and brilliant, and that and that purchase and the assets that come with that purchase. I'm trying to be a little vague here. Uh, are a big part of how they realize finally that these incursions are happening, and then you've got so you've got all the Illuminati stuff happening, but then on the Avengers side, you've got uh, Hyperion, you've got um, Thor, which is the 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 post Mjolnir um, axe wielding one arm. Right, Thor. You've got um, a bunch of the um, evolved. I don't even know what they are. The the you know the the striped oh the zebra kids. Yeah, the zebra kids, which have been essentially living in the savage land with uh, Aim and with um, with Hyperion as essentially their dad. Uh, you've got all of them preparing for this massive jump to the other end of the incursion spectrum. So essentially the, all the, the other side of all of these multiverses and they're essentially going on a kamikaze mission or, or some kind of, at least they're going with the understanding that they're never coming back. And it's, it's almost like a God squad, but we don't quite know why they're going or who they're about to fight. We just know that they're going there to try and stop all of this from happening. So you wonder how that's going to tie into what our Illuminati are doing and how the cabal, what are the cabal are doing? You've got the, you've got, Terax speaking to the UN, right? And, and, and come to find out that most of the countries within the UN knew that the cabal was going to be doing what it was doing and was okay with it. So you've got all this, all these, these, these plot points coming to a head and you're right. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm assuming since we're now, we started with eight months, eight months left and then it's seven months left this month. So I guess we are next year getting to that point where all of this is going to time is going to be up. And have we, is that secret wars or is that something else? I think secret wars is what it, it kicks it off. And, okay. and I think the whole event is, is under the secret wars um, banner or umbrella. And I don't, I, I don't know if, if secret wars, the title is, is, is a bookend and all these events past events or, or, or within or if if um if secret wars is like a, a nine issue series and then each issue is a past event i have no idea as to how it's playing out just that i believe the whole thing is called uh, secret wars right okay so yeah i'm pretty stoked i have to say there, there's some there's some big decisions being made by all these characters that if if we're not getting any kind of massive reboot next year, it's going to be interesting how they're framed from here on out. Yeah, because, because you, it, it, aside from um, the way the characters are, I mean, it, it's now do I have no idea what what um, I know. He's, he's Hickman obviously has Manhattan projects and 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 East of West over at Image. Um, he's writing some pretty heavy books at Marvel. I don't know what his, uh, if this was all written, if this is played out so that he's ending his, um, his run at Marvel with, with this storyline. And then he's going to let someone else pick it up from here. I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking that way. It, it, it's something that just popped into my head. Who is, I know Isad Ribic is, is, um, is the artist 
or at least on the first issue on on or it's he's he's credited with the event but is is Hickman involved in Secret Wars or is it someone else? Uh I think Hickman is doing Secret Wars, isn't he? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I I think he's he's at the helm of that, isn't he? I think he is. I um I just I remember seeing a writer and an artist and I'm trying to remember if it was if it was Hickman. Um the uh Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about a line-wide reboot. Um, but again, you know, and, and we were talking about this in Messenger. If, if it's, if it happens, then, then I hope, you know, it's, it's line-wide and, you know, nobody is, is, we, we don't get, um, everybody else is, is brought back to starting at, at zero, but you still have like, say, Spider-Man or Iron Man's um, continuity is still intact, just like DC had with, with, with Batman and Green Lantern. It's like everybody else is, is starting over, but these guys were going to have you remember what they did. And I just, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. So we'll see where, I, I'm curious to know because when, um, when the cabal was going around and, and cleaning things up, uh, we saw one world, one Earth in particular, uh, with some mutants that um, Thanos and and everybody was was like I said cleaning up, uh, but the geekier part of me is wondering, and and again I say this as someone who you know what there are so many days in the week, so many hours in a day, you know if if Wolverine is hanging out with the students at the Jean Grey school and he's also a new avenger and you know I, I, that's fine i because all these stories aren't happening at the same time but um you have you have the inheritors going through the various earths in the marvel universe killing spider totems now these are the same earths that I'm, I, I thought that were also the, the, the that we had to deal with the incursion. So I mean, our our uh, is the cabal cleaning up after Morlin and his family, or I mean, I, but again, these are things where you have what's going on in the Avengers books going across different universes, and that's also happening in the Spider-Man book. They're going around to to, to different uh, Earths, grabbing Spider Man. It it does kind of the the timing does kind of work. Where if they are going to to reboot and reset, then uh, things seem to be at a at 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 a place where it could all happen at once without anybody mm-hmm. uh, being left behind. Uh, and then you've got what's going on with Axis too, which which again is in its own way. Uh, about reality uh, altering and yeah, uh, so it's it's possible. You know, I, I hadn't thought of 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 what's going on with Spider Verse and what's looming there as being in any way tied to this. I, I guess I viewed it as uh, Slot and the Spider Universe are doing their own thing. That's how I and you can explain it away by saying if there really are an infinite number of universes, then 
you could certainly if infinite's a big number so yeah. you could have thousands of spider-men being involved in this without having any overlap it seems a little bit hard that there wouldn't be some kind of overlap but but uh but it isn't an impossibility for sure um but i guess we'll see i i uh i just double checked it is Hick, yeah hickman and, and rubik are okay. the are behind secret wars so that is the culmination of this time runs out thing um that's you know that's setting the table here so uh should be for interesting times i i I think that uh, uh, I, hmm, I, I hope it's not a full reboot for for selfish reasons next year. I, I hope that's not what we're leading to. Um, but I, I'm but I think as you said, I, I think I'm trying to not think too much about all that. In spite of the fact that I get a new teaser image sent to me from Marvel PR every day, <laughs> every day, um, I'm trying to just enjoy this stuff, or not enjoy it as the case may be, but just to experience it for what it is. Yeah, and 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 let the just enjoy the journey, because I think when we loved comics the most was when we were kids, and part of that was the newness, but it also was just because we didn't know or didn't think about the 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 narrative around the comics. We just the comics were to be experienced, and that's. I find it's it that's key to enjoying things like this is just to experience it. Yes. And so yeah, that's what I'm going for so far. Uh, he, so far, Hickman's pulling me in, man. He, uh, well, not no surprise there, but but uh, the, what do you think of the, the 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 art on the Avengers books? And and I I ask because uh, I don't mind. In fact, I, I enjoy the the majority of the artists involved in the books, but it does confound me the new status quo at Marvel where they just rotate artists into these books every month because they, they stylistically are very different from one another, I right. think. Yeah, no, they, they uh, I mean, you, know, you got Caselli and then you go to Diodato. It's like, whew, you know, you got... You got Chung and you got a cool you just there's a lot of guys doing these books you got Kev Walker it, it just and again most of them Diodato aside I, I look at the issue and I say it looks good but I feel like it's fairly startlingly different and I don't know what it is about Beast but I feel like it's a lot no of guys have done their worst work when they try and draw the Beast True. and the, the scene where, where the hologram of Beast and Hulk playing chess which by the way was an awesome scene yes they, they basically totally bitch slap uh steve rogers and say you're dumb and we're not which is awesome um and he's all he mad he's old old bad guy shaking his cane at him. literally but but the beast is drawn like a gorilla yeah diodato yeah. uses and this is the diodato photoshop thing that uh, i wish vince was on because vince went on a, a nice rant to us about that the evilness that is poser the software program and 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 again, I, I think Diodato's been around a long time, and Marvel obviously thinks the world of him because they always have him on big books. As soon as he's done one big book, they give him another one. So they, I'm sure he's reliable. He he's he must be good to work with from a writing perspective. But the dude is in love with Photoshop and photo reference, and he drew the Beast as a gorilla. I mean, it's the most ape-like I've ever seen the Beast drawn. It's true. It's like a blue gorilla with with strands of hair on the top of his head, like he's going bald, like 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 Ed Asner or something, and and I just I, I it 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 just assaulted my eyes, and it ruined what I thought was an otherwise super tight issue. I mean, I, I think if if that if that issue was Kev Walker or Caselli, it would have been 
phenomenal. Yeah, it uh, the, the the boards and pictures did not did not match right in that regard. Uh, the uh, I did see what you meant about Kev's um, rendition of Sue's hair during the interrogation. Yes, um, which you know definitely it, it didn't look like the Sue that I'm used to. It just looked like a it, it just like and oh. he looked much better in the next issue for the record. He, Absolutely, he, yeah. Um, but but you because you have and it's not like it, it, it it's not okay this this issue is being told from a different perspective or 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 you know you had Hulk and Beast playing chess but the next issue is going to be about um, Tony and Reed so we're going to get a different artist for that one it's like it, it the stories the issues are continuing from one to the next and we're not getting the same artist from the one issue to the next the same thing with um. Avengers World, where you have some beautiful knockout of this world art by Marco Cicchetto, and and then you have someone else, and it's just and and it's it kind of just it's the wind out of your sails, and um, I I don't know because Diodato just came off of Original Sin, so obviously I guess he's got time to kill, but if Kev was doing New Avengers, and and actually and 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 Kev Walker came in because you had. You had Rags Morales, although he did the issue that was pretty much mostly about the Justice League, which was fitting. Um, and then you had um, uh, Valerio um, uh, Skitty. Skitty, yeah. And so, but then, but then the next issue, which took place seconds after the previous, that's when Kev Walker came in. And I just, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe they have them. Pegged for something else, and 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 they had to pull him, or if, if it was just like we gave you the issue, and because Kevin needed time to catch up, and and I I don't know, but it it is a little jarring from because the styles, um, again, if they if they were telling a different story, uh, or the same story from a different perspective, it it would fit in in my mind, it would fit because it needs to look different because it's not the same story or continuation of that story. But, but to go from like part one is drawn by this guy, part two is drawn by someone else. And then part three is drawn by the first guy. Again, it, that's, that, that that's, it's not as tight as I'd like it to be. Yeah. That, that's it. And it's, it's a minor nit because uh, other than the Diodato issue, all the people you said, Skeedy, Walker, uh, rags, uh, I, I think they all looked good. Yes. I, so it's not, I'm not disappointed in the art in general, but I do think it's a little frenetic to have so many different artists doing doing issue just one or two issues and um I'm sure there's a reason for it. Right. Uh it may just be as simple as we they need to keep a tight schedule here because it's all tied in together and they gotta make sure they don't miss the release dates by even a week. But uh you know, if I had my druthers it would be one or two of these guys on each book just just banging it out. Right. And and, and I would take really other than Diodato, I would take any of them if it was Kev Walker for eight issues, if it was Skeety for eight issues, it'd all be good. Yeah. By the way, Skeety is the newest uh, member of the Cadence comic art family. Yes, I saw. The, Along uh, with, uh, is it Layla Del Duca? Right? Is that her name from Shutter? Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, good stuff on the Avengers. I know we haven't talked about it in a while, and it, it's it's uh, it's not for the lack of the fact that the three of us aren't reading it all. So, and that's the thing. I mean, with the Avengers, I mean, we could talk about. Oh, that one issue was great. You know where they did that incursion with that one Earth, and and but we wouldn't be doing one chapter justice. I think with Hickman's work, you kind of have to talk about a few issues in a row. You you have to kind of give it that arc, and 
to do it justice. And and that that's kind of how you judge Hickman's work, not not just by one issue or two. You, you need to get a few issues in there. So so that's why if we go a couple months without mentioning the Avengers, it's because we. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm getting a bigger picture than than just saying you know well I don't know where he's going with this but I think and I just I rather just be you know because we we did go into what the Illuminati um, how they were spending their final hours but this particular issue um, it 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 is about the journey you 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 should read it to see how everybody reacts and and where their minds are and uh, how short or curt some of them may be with, with other characters in the Marvel universe. It was, it, it it's almost eye opening. It, uh, I, I never saw uh, Reed behave that way before. And it's, 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 uh, it was interesting to say the least. Absolutely. So what else we got? What else are we reading? Did you, I know that um, Vince and I agree well, we we agree on the disliking the issue. We, um, I know he really wasn't feeling the art. I didn't have an issue with the art. I had an issue with the story. But uh, did you read the third issue of Multiversity, The Just? Uh, I did. Yes, I I read it the day it came out. Okay, what did you think? I enjoyed all aspects of it. Okay. I think I know I was uh, I think I'm the lone man on that front this time out but yes. uh no I I uh I know I I think Vince meant the day it came out Vince mentioned how much he disliked the art and the cover and the cover is a mock up of a teen beat tiger beat gossipy type of magazine um but uh I his his consternation I think put it to the top of the pile for me um, and, uh, no, I liked it a lot. I, 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 um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think the, the premise was, was, pre- was pretty groovy. I, I thought the, the characters were, were intriguing to me. I, I love the, I love the under, they continue to play with the undertone of, 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 of a comic as a, um, as a vessel of power, uh, and, there were a few things that that minor minor nits that uh, I would have opted against, but for the most part, I I dug it. So you grooved on the art, but you weren't feeling the story. I I was, and it was um, I I'm not well, I'm not I'm not I'm not big on whiners. I'm just it's it's the um, this this. You're not well. We're, not, we're both not. We're, we're not a fan of slackers, and I am definitely not because I witness it almost every day at work. I am <laughs> not big on um, kids, young adults who aren't acting like young adults, um, having that sense of entitlement or uh, just that whole mindset. I, I dislike it so much because it just kids aren't raised right, and and it's. It's not um it's not how I want to spend my time reading a comic book about these characters. When when I was so stoked for this event and the first issue was fantastic and the second issue was pretty cool with the with the society and then and then I get to this issue where it's about a bunch of 
kids who um, somewhat are connected to heroes that that I'm somewhat familiar with, and uh, you know, it's it's versions of the characters that I'm not real keen on. It's it's Kyle, it's Damien, it's it's it's, and so so these are the heroes on this planet. Um, but then you have, you know, like Arrowette who, who's begging dad for some arrows. And it's just like, you know, it's like, what the hell have you earned? What, what, I, and, and I just, and as I'm turning each page and I'm like, this is, this is so hard for me to, to get through, let, let alone enjoy it, but just, just to finish it, I'm like, it, it was a chore. And, um, you know, I, I was texting Mario about it afterwards and, and I was just, you know, he, he basically said, yeah, the, 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 the Utes are, are, are what was going to be the turnoff for me. And, and he wasn't wrong. I just, um, if, if there was anything, um, you know, I, I read comics to escape and yeah, granted, you know, you got dudes flying around with lasers flying out of their eyes shooting out of their eyes. And, and, uh, and you have, you know, the atom in hanging out in, in, in someone's bloodstream. You know, I mean, there are, this, this definitely is escapism, but, the the characters the way they're represented um hit a little bit too close to home for me and it just it wasn't a uh it wasn't something that 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 i could enjoy i i just i need the next issue just just to kind of wash the taste Mm -hmm. well i I guess uh every everything you're saying makes sense to me um but i i guess i took it to be the, the things that are bothering you about the issue are exactly what Morrison intends, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. He 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 wants these 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 versions to remind you of today's youth and to feel like they are uh, unappreciative of what they've been given right. and lack conviction and lack drive and lack initiative and are too focused on um, their social status and not what doing anything with their lives. I, I mean, to me, it was. Morrison playing with that idea in a in a to to make us have contempt for this version of the Earth because in this version of 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 the multiverse the uh, the heroes that we are familiar with Bruce and and Clark and and the like were so good that they've essentially removed evil from the Earth or so they think and part of that is that uh, at some point in the past in this world. Uh, Kal-El has created uh, robotic versions of himself. They look just like him. And they go around policing everything and are seemingly very effective at it. So even when there's an alien incursion, before any of the heroes can even think about getting bothering to try and stop it, the Superman uh, robots go ahead and just destroy the incursion uh, without any hassle. Um, but I thought it was interesting in the sense that you have, you have Damien as Batman, but he's essentially a non-practicing Batman. Um, you've got uh, you've got uh, Lex Luthor's daughter, mm-hmm. and again she's she's bald-headed and she's wearing a purple and green outfit, which I thought was clever. And they're fucking, <laughs> and uh, she's a she's just a whiny she's she's a whiner, whiner, and she's more focused on why she's not invited to the hot party of the yeah. of the night than. Than the fact that everyone on the earth hates her because she's Lex Luthor's dad, I mean daughter, and you know he Batman's hitting that, and then all of a sudden Batman gets the vibe that that uh, that that uh, 
Superboy, or I mean Superman, but but the person we would view as Superboy is on his way over because they're besties, and so he tries to hide her from him in his closet, which is hysterical because it's Superman. So mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he can he can you know he uh, Batman puts a lead blanket over her so she, so she won't see he won't see her. Meanwhile, uh, it doesn't stop Superman from seeing that there's a body shaped. There's a there's a you know there's 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 a body under a a a blanket that he can't see through in the closet so it doesn't do much to hide it, um, uh, yeah I don't know I mean uh, I I I guess I looked at this as again a puzzle piece in this grand opera that we've heard Morrison talk about for a decade, and I suspect that there's a point to all this um, beyond just annoying us for an issue you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I mean I I think these robots are gonna have a role to play. Uh, and I'm not that familiar with Ben Oliver's art, but I dug it a lot. I, I know Vince had issues with it. He, I, um, I I dug it a lot. I think he did um, when the New Fifty Two started. I think he did Batwing. Oh, okay. And I know he did a Ghost Rider. I think annual a few years ago at Marvel. So I mean, it, I I I have seen his work before, and it's not. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it's not offensive at all. It's it's um, the coloring. I can see if 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 that might um, not be to someone's liking, but I didn't. It's it's not as um, it, Oliver's art reminds me of um, what a lot of some of the guys are, are are doing these days. Not not the not the cooters or or, or the the monkeys or the or the quapels, but um, there there you do have some artists that just kind of have that style where they're there's just enough there to where you know what's going on and the coloring will kind of finish it um but i mean it is there was there was depth there was uh there was definition there i i all the characters were uh easy enough to see i mean i can't say that same thing about um like an issue of axis where you have so many characters in it and i don't know who the hell's trying to emerge from a sentinel because everybody's crammed into one panel and it's just mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a mess. This this is pretty easy to 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 make out. You got to see who everybody was and and um I thought the art was the bright spot for me in the issue. Yeah, and and I will say that 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 the the one commonality so far is that there are these comic books that are seemingly appearing in each of these universes and uh, it appears as though the the comics are, um, in some ways, possessing a. They're they're living. They're 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 alive. They have a uh, a viral effect on those who read them, and we haven't fully understood yet what what the impact of being infected is of reading the comic. But but uh, I I think ultimately that's the that's the payoff of multiversity. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, yeah, I guess color me is the is the the outlier on this one, I, I thought it was it was another strong issue. Did, did I did I like it as much as I liked the first issue? No, no, probably not. But but um, but again, if if I'm looking at this as as a a tapestry of different chunks that when they're all put together, uh, we get this big payoff from Morrison. I'm I'm cool with it. And we've got the fourth issue, um, which I believe is called Pax Americana. Uh, coming out next week, I think. I think next week, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Quitely. So it's Morrison and Quitely and, and Nathan Fairburn. So, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Nice. I got mad love for it. 
That's good. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind being in the minority. Um, it's oh, you uh, might not be. Well, amongst the three of us, you're in the majority because Vince didn't like it at that's all. That's true. And but on the forum, uh, people seem to dig it. And uh, which is found at eleven o'clock comics dot com. What what? What? So the uh, there are. Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, like I think it's Faust favorite issue so far of the series um mm-hmm. so yeah it, it definitely has um it it did what it was supposed to do for a lot of people it's just it's one of those things where yeah i i, I get what he was trying to do but i could also watch an old episode of 90210 or read us weekly and and get the same thing and i don't that's not why i read my comics but um it's it was there to tell the story and and it did that um i well, and this isn't the. This is a relatively familiar trope of late in comics. You've, uh, you could argue this is, this is a condensed version of what's going on at Jupiter's Legacy, right? Uh, by Quietly and Miller, um, which is a universe where again you've got they're not DC analogs in that they're, but they are the sons and daughters of the first generation of heroes, and those heroes have effectively removed crime from the world, and so these these. These kids, while powered, are essentially really just celebrities and debutantes and trust fund kids, and they don't have much of a purpose in life other than just trying to live up to the to the fame that comes with being these being these people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I I was wondering, did you have a chance to read uh, the first issue of Rasputin? No, it, it is next on. Um I, the, the the PDF is next in Comic Seal, so I have, uh, I will be. Um, it's uh, it looks funky as hell, so I, I definitely want to. Yeah, it's cool to see uh, Alex Grecian and Riley Rosmo back together. Um, some people may not remember that they 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 came up together in a sense. They the, the first time I was familiar with Riley's work was when these guys were doing Proof together. Yes. Um, which is a series that uh, definitely ended before its time. I think that uh, that was a fun series that just didn't, I don't think had the sales at the time. It'd be interesting to see if if they launched Proof now how it would do, just because Image is in such a different place um, than it was then. Um, but either way, uh, it's nice to see them back together. Um, and I got the main cover, um, but I know that there were also covers by Stegman and yeah. by Nick, Nick Batara as well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll wait to discuss it uh, until you and, and, and Vince have a chance to read it. Uh, and he, I think maybe when he's back, we could talk about it, but, but I thought it was strong. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a big Rosmo fan and, um, I think that, uh, it's definitely a story, um, that is unlike anything else on the shelves right now. Uh, and there are a lot of, it's pretty crowded shelves these days. So yeah. I think that's saying something in and of itself. Um, and, I dig alternate histories and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, a, a very strong first issue. It it went by very fast, which um, uh, left me wanting more, which is, I think, ultimately the goal of a first issue. So uh, folks should be on the lookout for that on their shelves if they didn't pre-order it. And uh, I think the second issue is due out in two weeks. So Very cool. Okay. I will definitely have a reference next week. Cool. What else? Oh, what else? Got? I have. Um, okay, we are not up. Won't talk about Amazing Spider-Man. Um, well, I, I read. I read actually issue eight today. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read. 
nine. So issue eight was the culmination of the Miss Marvel team up. Right. And then the, uh, and then the back matter with Mayday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mayday does appear in number nine. And what's uh, also what came out today, which surprised me because I thought, um, they were kind of staggering, but, uh, uh, was uh, Spider Verse team up, which is uh, it's kind of like an uh, it's not it's an anthology in the sense that there are two different stories in it. Um, the second story is actually drawn by Mister Bob McCloud. Oh, nice! And uh, and and the um, the first is drawn by David Williams, and it's um, the team ups are. You you you're introduced to these guys, well, the ones you haven't seen before. You're introduced in um, Amazing Spider-Man number nine, but there's a uh, there's one Spider-Man from an alternate Earth who we don't know who he is yet. They, they, every time they introduce one, they let you know that like you know Spider-Woman is Gwen Stacy. Um, there's a uh, there's a Ben Riley Spider-Man. There's uh, Billy Braddock from the 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 Earth where Spider-Man UK Spider UK is there, um, but there's one dude called Old Man Spider-Man, and I have an idea as who this might be. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll wait for you to read it, but it's um, but it, that is one person who, as they introduce everybody, it says identity hidden for now, um, but that uh, did say that. Oh, actually, when it introduced Gwen Stacy, it said uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman from Earth number, uh, your new favorite. I was like, that's cute because they really. <laughs> I mean, it, it, Slot is having fun with the captions and everything, which is cool to see. Especially, I mean, if you have a story where Spider Ham plays a big part, you kind of have to um, not be so serious. And uh, even though this event with Spider Verse um, can be pretty gruesome at times. There is still enough levity where it it, it kind of could make a movie. It it's just it's it's like you know the Avengers movie or an Iron Man movie where even though Iron Man's getting his his butt kicked, Tony Stark is still cracking jokes and shit at the same time. So it it, it just it works and and uh, it's um so the I'd, I'd recommend those two issues and I think next week is Spider Verse number one. Um, and then I guess a week or two later we'll get amazing number ten. But uh, that's another one where things are on a schedule. I don't know. I the, the number nine with art by um, Olivetti. It's just it's it's gorgeous, uh, mm-hmm. especially when when we see Cindy Moon. Um, but it's uh, I you know, I don't know if if. Um, I don't know if Humberto is, is drawing Spider-Verse. I don't know if, if he's doing stories in the team-up book. Uh, if he's alternating with um, Ariel on, on the main title. But it, it's uh, the art is not... It, pretty much just like what Hickman's getting. Uh, the art is not uh, taking a hit with, uh, with the Spider-Verse stuff. The um, Getting back to DC for a second. Grayson number four. It's, um, there's still, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a lighter issue than the previous ones where, um, you read number three. Yes. Yes. And I think for a second, but yes, agent eight, um, 
something happened to to a member of uh of spiral uh this picks up after that but there's no real um no real mission that 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 the team is involved in there there is a scene where uh they are where dick and um matron are are out in the field but for the most part it takes place at the school and um there are some basically dick is being chased um for the bulk of the issue and and uh there are some revelations um not behind um the identity of of the um of the person in charge of the school, but, uh, kind of what he's been up to when, when, um, Dick phones home and speaks to, uh, speaks to Batman. The, there was, um, what the hell was it? Uh, let's see. I read trees up to number six. Grendel versus shadow. I think number three came out today. I need to read that. I haven't read that yet. So I am really looking forward to that. And um, and Vince isn't here, so we can't talk about Deadly Class either. But I did read an issue, surprised me, I read an issue of Black Widow. Because it had a um, somewhat of a crossover with the Punisher. Um, when the Punisher, during the first arc, when uh, Electro was trying to was was under contract to um do bad things out in california um punisher was shot and he made it down to mexico he was operated on he was put back together he was captured by a um a drug lord and then handed over to crossbones and Crossbones was going to basically bring him in for reward. And he landed on, on on a battleship. But Black Widow happened to be on the battleship. So the crossover with Black Widow and the Punisher was basically told from, from their different points of view. So the, the, the issues ended up um, having the same scenes just from the different, different angles. And I still have to... Um, I I like his covers, but I I'm still not a a huge Phil Noto fan when it comes to sequentials. Nor am I. And uh, Noto's an interesting cat because a lot of people view him as legendary or one of the greats of of modern comics. Right? I mean, when we were heroes, Noto's contribution to the art auction each year is typically one of the highest, if not the highest piece each and every year. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I have never been a huge Noto fan when it comes to sequential storytelling. Um, I'm not quite sure of the allure, but, uh, we do seem to be in the minority there. Yeah. And again, which, which is fine as long as, uh, I mean, if he gets the workout and, and, you know, it's not like I'm reading a Black Widow book, so it's, it, it's not like oh my god, I have to read Phil Noto. It it was um it was neat to see because there were, um, I'm not. Edmondson is writing both books, obviously, so it it, it was just natural for for these two to meet, um, and it was a slick way to do it, um, 
but I don't know what's been going on in the first seven or eight issues of this Black Widow series. So I don't know why she's on the boat. She's looking for information. And, and we do get back to, um, she's hanging out at S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're talking, they're, they're going through the debriefing. But I don't know what Widow is after and, and, and what she's trying to accomplish. Um, I was into it for the Punisher part of it and uh, seeing... It, for some reason, I I like this Punisher, but he's not. It's not Ruckus Punisher. It's not Garth's Punisher. It's not Aaron's Punisher. It it's it's a different Punisher because he's um and maybe listen he was shot, put back together, spent time in Mexico, was in a jail. Um, being hunted by crossbones he's probably not in a good mood normally but but this is just sent him over the edge and black widow is trying to um save someone because she's gonna drill him for information and she brings him all the way to the helicopter and you know she's tired and and she drops him off and and frank's like yeah well i'm not picking up your dear and he just he kind of just walks into the plane and he's like listen if if, if he's coming then you can drag his ass on here, but otherwise I'm um, I'm leaving. And it's just like I I never really kind of heard Punisher kind of behave that way, and um, it's a little just different from what I'm used to. And and uh, Frank thinks that he and Widow um, have an understanding, but she ends up knocking him out and dropping him off in jail. So now he's he's in another prison. Uh, trying to, um, which is fine because he's 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 here to get information, so he's going to use it to his advantage. Um, and then when the issue ends, we find out that the drug lord from the first arc, uh, his brother's in town to kind of pick up where things left off. So uh, Frank will be back in California, and uh, I'm guessing resuming this battle. But it's it's been an interesting few months seeing him leave there and trying to work his way back. Um, so yeah, and and I think uh, yeah, I think Mitch is is still well. He he's been drawing it. He'll be back for for this arc. So it's um, it's still I'm I'm still a Punisher fan. It's just it's still a uh, a different Punisher than than what I'm used to. And whether it's because it's a different writer or he's just in a different location because he's not in New York City. Um I don't know, but it's it's still it's still nice to get some some pretty if we want to say fun Punisher stories. So that, that that's a good thing. Cool. Cool. I uh I dusted off the old um uh EOC live tweet. Nice. Tonight. Yeah. So uh looking at a couple of the contributions here um, Mr. Uncle Corn, Mr. James Cormanic, 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 uh, said that he has recently reread American Splendor, Barefoot Jen, and Mouse, and wonders what biocomics, meaning biographical, I assume, um, have had an impact on us, if any. Oh, if any. Um, uh, well, I haven't read any um, American Splendor. 
nor have I. So I can't say that uh, Harvey stuff has um, made an impact on me. The oh crap. Um, see, an understanding comics, I would think, would be more like a textbook, not necessarily autobi. Yeah, no, it's not biographical at all. Um, wow. I would have to think on that. Um, I it's a genre that I do like. Um, uh, I I don't the, the way the question is worded uh, in terms of of had an impact. I, I'm going to just take that in a very loose term to mean what which ones have stuck with me, which ones did I think were strong and and, and worth other people's attention. Uh, so just some that quickly come to mind. Um, Mr. Durf Backdurf, uh, my friend Dahmer. Nice. Which uh, Durf is a is a cartoonist, a, an indie comics cartoonist, and he wrote a, a graphic novel about the, the the true fact that he grew up um, as a, a friendly a friendly associate of Jeffrey Dahmer, um, and it's a, a very odd and and uh, unique book that looks at uh, at uh, at that you know at um, at that. And and you know and then it, it, he extrapolates and takes some, in, he interpolates inter, interpolates yes interpolates some of what we came to know after the fact about Jeffrey Dahmer's actions during that period that that Durf didn't actually witness himself but through through getting to know the the history of Dahmer was able to uh, work into the narrative to make it all that much more powerful so. Um, uh, yeah, so so that that's one that uh, that I read recently that I thought was good. Um, another one is um, uh, is um, Feynman um, by Mr. Uh, Jim Ottaviani. Um, I talked about it a few years ago when it came out. That that's uh, for for those of you that are uh, that are fans of the Manhattan Projects. Um, Feynman is a character in that book, and and uh, this is a uh, autobi. Well, this is a biographical comic by. Um, by Ottaviani, which is about the real, the real Richard Feynman and, and his real life, and it's it's fascinating stuff. Feynman was a really, really, really quirky dude, um, as I guess most most super geniuses end up being. So that's one for sure. Um, um, definitely have to give a shout out to um, to Persepolis, um, which uh, was uh, by Marjane Satrapi. And uh, it's a story of her, of her journey through um, escaping from an Islamic homeland where she was, as a woman, essentially uh, viewed as property and without really much of a self-worth. And her journey from there to, to coming to the, the Western world and, and the, uh, both the cultural and religious and, um, and, and awakening and the self-awareness that came with that journey. Um, that's that's a very very cool cool uh, book. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, 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 Pyongyang, um, and there's a subtitle to it. Um, I think it's uh, it's a I think it's a journey to North a journey to a journey in North Korea. Um, that's an excellent recent uh, work that um, I would commend to people's attention. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, what's the uh, 
can't think of the name offhand, but I, ju- I just read it a few months ago. The um, the top shelf uh, book about the senator, the civil rights. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I should know this. Oh, man. Uh, oh man, why can't I think of it? Um, bad radio here, but uh, it definitely uh, Mar- March, March. Yes, it's March. Jesus it's about uh, Congressman Lewis, Congressman yes. John Lewis, and 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 well timed because uh, the the first book was was book one uh, came out early last year, and um, book two is I believe solicited in this this month's previews. Yes. So um, pre order they said. Yeah, for sure. So, um, hook that up. Oh, one that, dude, you know what one that, that I'm surprised you didn't think of? Um, Moving Pictures by the Eminence. I haven't read that. I thought they, I thought they gave that to you as a gift. Didn't you win that in some kind of... No, you're thinking of uh, the Somnies. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Moving Pictures is pretty dope. So... Um, it's by Catherine and Stuart Eminen, and it's a, essentially a, a look into their their relationship. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely throw a shout out to that one. There's the uh, Roberto Clemente story, which which our uh, our former partner in crime, Mr. Neesman, raved about when it came out. Uh, which is definitely, if you're a sports fan, uh, or even if you're not, if again, if you're just a fan of biographies, that's an excellently well crafted book. So I think it's probably enough, right? It's shit. It blew me away. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Neeks wants to know what's a current underrated, very little talked about, but great book out either now or in recent times. Oh, man. See, because this is... And it, it, this is not... Not the um, not the point, or or the uh, or to get off on a on a tangent. We were um, underrated gets used uh, I guess liberally at times because just be there. There's a difference between someone um, not uh, being mentioned often, or just someone that uh, that 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 you're a fan of, or work that you're a fan of that nobody else mentions. It's it's it's. Um, but in this case. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's. Um, uh, I was going to say the exterminators, but I don't think that was really underrated. People did mm. talk about it when that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one talks about it much anymore. But yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like just be. It's 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 just because it's not relevant today doesn't mean that it's. Uh, but it could still be something that someone listening might not have read yet. Mm-hmm. So. One that always comes to mind for me on that this front is uh, is Wasteland, uh, by uh, by Anthony Johnson and Chris Mitten. Yeah, I would go with that. Uh, it's excellent. It's 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 a it's a rich, vibrant world that he's built for just around fifty issues at this point, and um, and I feel is 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 definitely been underread and under discussed, and um, I would say that um, um, I might go so far as to, as to say Satellite Sam because I feel like Sex Criminals by Mr. Fraction 
yeah. is getting crazy attention. Yeah, I would, um, I, would, I, would, I would love to see that reversed. And and right, and I feel like Satellite Sam doesn't get talked about much at all. And maybe that's just my perception. So listeners may have a different viewpoint. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, as people, I think that talk about and pay attention to most of what Image is doing. I don't feel like Satellite Sam gets gets much run. Um, How about um, Rachel Rising? That's an excellent one, and and we're we're guilty of that in a sense in the se- in the sense that we read it and we don't talk about it very often. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I don't think. I don't hear hear or read too much about that um, from anybody, really. So that's a good one. Um, I would mention um, I would mention Nailbiter because um, and Umbral, dude. I would throw Umbral in there. I would because because they're they're two image books that we've enjoyed quite a bit. And uh, I, again, I feel like they kind of fly under the radar of some of the more celebrated image books. Um, and, and they're two very different books. Uh, Umbral's a, a fantasy, uh, high fantasy book, and uh, Nailbiter is a, a horror horror book. But uh, but I think of equal, if not superior, quality to a lot of the books that are out there that are praised on the uh, on the indie scene of late. So uh, yeah, those are some. I mean, those are some some ones that come to the top of mind. Um, trying to think if there's any others. It's it's also funny too when people say underrated. I I, I rarely think of Marvel or DC in this in this regard, right? Because I kind of feel like almost by definition there. <laughs> yeah. Which again is probably not not a fair way to characterize it. But when I when my mind goes to underrated, I I am thinking of books that are likely by other publishers. So. Uh, um, there's um, no, not that, not that. Uh, yeah. See, these are all new image books that we've talked about recently. Um, the fade out is only two issues in. Uh, the private eye doesn't get talked about as much. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's fair. Um, I, I would, uh, although we've talked about it, I would say, uh, Mr. Shuley's Transformers GI Joe. Uh, it's hella fun, and I don't feel like uh, it's getting a lot of press. I mean, it got some buzz going into the launch of it, but. I haven't heard much since uh, the book got got going here, and uh, I hope that's just uh, again my 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 perception of things, not the reality, because it's been great fun and well executed. Um, what else? Um, I felt like most hardcore DC fans didn't like uh, Azarello's Wonder Woman at least after the first arc or two. And I thought it was the best Wonder Woman I've ever read. So, you know, your mileage may vary there, but I, uh, I thought, and for the most part, it was, it was Cliff Chang, almost the entirety of the run, which is good stuff. It's, it's certainly got to be the longest thing that Chang's ever done. I think. From I think a, you're right. So give that a shout out. Um, what else there, fella? Uh, I don't know. Astro city. Oh, Okay. Okay. See, I feel like that's to me that that's a big deal. Yeah. But it it's one of those things where, you know, if it's not out right now. It, it it's like planetary. Planetary is big shit when an issue hits. But then you know when 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 Allison and Cassidy, you know, go a few months without putting out an issue, it's like, you know, no one really talks about it, but it's it it worked. Um yeah, uh it's weird because anything I talk about, I try not to think about as being 
as being underrated, but there are times right, where right. we, um, like you said, we, we, we fall guilty into, we read things and then the months go by and, and we don't talk about it. But, um, yeah, I'm just scrolling quickly through some of the big two titles that we read, but perhaps don't, they don't get as much run. Um, well, I, I, I not too long ago shouted out the Green Arrow, uh, the Lemire, um, uh, Lemire's run on Green Arrow with uh, along with uh, Andrea Sorrentino. Yes, um, I think that's that's super duper strong stuff. And uh, but again, there I'm a little bit of a loss because I don't. I, my perception is that it's not getting as much attention as some of the other DC books. But but um, admittedly, I'm probably not as laser focused on the perceptions of DC broadly right now. So. Um, uh, that may end up being another one where people are like, dude, you're crazy. Everybody loves that book. So, um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, well, um, uh, I'll shout out Kinski. Yes. Uh, which, which the trade is, is just now hitting the stands. Yes. But, uh, but this, you know, Gabriel's quirky genre story about a, 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 a lost slash kidnapped dog. Um, phenomenal fun and, and a, and a real passion project for Gabriel. Um, and again, something that's a little left of center, different than what you're used to reading. And, and that's a good thing to me. Um, that's pretty good. We gave him a bunch of stuff. I think we're good. We yeah. may think of more stuff and we'll, we'll pop onto the Twitter and the form and the forums with some other thoughts as it, uh, as they cogitate in our minds. Um, so Mark Bolton wants to know what our favorite works are by Joe Kubert. And, um, I, I, this is probably a question that's better saved for when Vince is here because he's, I think of the three of us by far the biggest Kubert fan. Yeah. Um, so, but with that caveat, I, you know, I, I mean, it's Joe Kubert. He's, he's done so much comics. I, I mean, I, I, um, so I'm I'm a little bit at at, at a loss, uh, just spur of the moment in terms of what I would consider his his best stuff. Um, I, I I'm not a um, I'm not a big war buff, so I, I I won't I can't really say the Sergeant Rock. I for me it would likely be Tarzan. Mm-hmm. For, uh, I could see that. I haven't read a lot of that though. I've I've seen the art of that. I feel like I've seen more of the art of that than I have read it. Um, I think for me it would be uh, facts from Sarajevo. Okay. Um, which was uh, uh, an OGN that he did. Uh, I think. Well, I guess yeah. But in in the in the early nineties, mid mid nineties probably, and it was uh, the story of his. Uh, Actually, his agent is is real life art agent, but but uh, but he was trapped in in Sarajevo uh, during the civil conflict there in the nineties, and he and his family were trapped there, and the only communication he had with the outside world was faxes. Right. Um, so it's a, a beautiful story and uh, and and perfectly executed. So there's also um, Jew Gangster was. Mm, I haven't read it. I mean, that's, that's I'll, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll bring it with me next time I see you. Ah, cool. Um, but as 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 great as that OGN was, um, yeah, seeing his uh, seeing his art 
on in, in the comics or even in the old DC ads, things like that. I mean, the old um, the, the the Kubert School ads. Uh, I, Vince will probably say his greatest work is is on Vince's arm, but <laughs> the uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be curious to see what what uh, hear what Vince has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Neeks also asked us. The flip side of the underrated question, which is uh, the overrated books currently out, but I'm a little loath to go too far down that rabbit hole because um, you know we're, we're we're open and honest on the show, and we certainly are not uh, uh, above um, criticizing a book uh, if we don't for not feeling it. But but I, I don't know that we we go out of our way to we we try not to be negative for the sake of being negative, and 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 again, I think there um, by definition, an overrated book would be something that's probably perceiving like selling well but we don't necessarily think is great and i i guess for me i'll just leave it at saying you know probably the bulk of the events that have happened in the last few years would just be my my kind of blanket safe not pissing people off pick you know um and and, you know i and i say that with the fact that i've purchased and read every issue of just about every event so so i continue to be i guess part of the problem is so to speak and that um but every now and then you get an infinity which which was a blast from start to finish, and so, um, you know, I probably will continue to be uh, a sucker for that. But but yeah, in general, I would say the events of the last bunch of years have have not delivered up to expectation. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Mr. Andrew Sanford, aka La Rabbit was wondering if uh, we've been doing any thinking about doing a video. <laughs> Podcast uh, through something like a Google Hangout. Now that that technology is ubiquitous, um, I well, we haven't tried it with Google Hangout. We did try it with I think UStream. There, there were <laughs> we did look into it, and the problem was that you would only because we are in three different locations, you would only see the video from the person hosting the call, and and in this case, most weeks. That's Vince, and um, as he does have a face for radio and, and for <laughs> video, but it's uh, it it is. Um, I don't know how exciting, aside from being able to look over his shoulder and see what else is going on in the room. Um, I don't know uh, if you want to just. Well, there are a few people who would want to stare at Vince for a couple hours, but the uh, you definitely wouldn't see all of us. Um, but we'll. I'll. I'll um, I'll see if Hangouts has, has changed anything. Uh, what's interesting, though, because when we do record, I speaking for myself, I am um, I am pretty much almost ready for bed by the time we're done. So right. I am I I'm not uh, what I wear while I do the show is definitely not what I wear to work or uh, <laughs> when I'm going to hang out with my boys. So it's um, and during the summer, you definitely don't want to see, but it's. Uh, it might be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of with you. Um, I, I, I'm usually doing the show in a very relaxed manner, and uh, for me, I think I would only want to do a video thing. Putting aside the idea of, of doing it every now and then for, I don't know, uh, uh, like an anniversary episode where we then 
have it just as a special thing. The Christmas episodes where we're unpacking. Where we're right, right. That's, that'd be one thing. But, but if we were to do something with video more frequently, I would only want to do it if we somehow got comfortable and made a commitment to to layering in some aspect to the show where the visuals matter. Yeah. Um, and it isn't just because you can see us chatting the way we always chat. Because um, I don't see a lot of value add in that, um, and, and so I think that's and with that in mind, while while intellectually that doing something like that is intriguing, I also know that there are many weeks uh, where we we don't do a lot of prep for the show, um, other than just re- reading what we're what we're reading, and and we can get together and and still have a quote unquote good show. And I would feel that if we were going to start having to do visuals that were coordinated with the show it would take more prep and again every now and then i could see doing that but but to do that on the regular i think would 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 start pushing the show into job territory yeah and away from just a fun midweek break to hang out with our boys and riff on stuff we love territory so yeah so i don't know i'm gonna say we're not ruling it out but i don't know that we're viewing it as a big priority either right that's that's diplomatic i like that yeah one thing before we because i don't know how long we're going to go here um i i, I want to definitely chat about um is big hero six is hitting the theaters uh well by the time people listen to this it'll be hitting theaters today if you're listening to this on thursday um big hero six is the first Marvel IP that is being made by uh, non-Marvel Studios. It's it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney CG animated movie um, in the in the spirit of Pixar, uh, but it's based on Marvel Comics property. And I am super stoked for it. As are my sons. Uh, the but as a result of the looming. Uh, debut of the movie, I went ahead and dug out from the crates the original appearances of Big Hero 6 because I definitely think that very few people are aware of and or have read their Marvel Comics appearances. Um, which I don't blame you because if, if you're in that camp, I don't blame you because they have to, to date only uh, they've only appeared in eight, uh, well let's see, uh, Three, uh, they've only appeared in um, six, uh, in eleven issues in the entirety of, of their existence. So uh, I went back and I read their first appearances, which were in the late nineties, and technically their first appearance for you uh, collectors out there is Alpha Flight Volume Two, issue number seventeen. But that is actually. A quirky thing because that's the first appearance but if you were to read that issue it would not feel or read like their first appearance and that is because relatively at the same time there was Sunfire and Big Hero 6 a three issue limited series which was supposed to come out before the Alpha Flight issue <laughs> but for uh, some reason which I am not currently aware of the, the, the reason behind it but for whatever reason the Alpha Flight issue shipped first, and then the miniseries shipped. But it, those four issues are all around the same, roughly the same time. So you, I would view them collectively as the first appearances. 
And um, in in the comic book, the Big Hero Six is a six person team formed by the Japanese government to be Japan's super team. It involves uh, Sunfire, Silver Samurai, um, a super genius boy named Hero, his protector slash synthesoid robot named Baymax, um, a pretty blonde girl named Honey Lemon, uh, and um, a- another girl who has the ability to, uh, in the comic, transform into a giant plasma ball that can go super fast and basically like cannon. She's basically got cannonballs powers only instead of manifesting as a comet like tail, she just turns into a giant ball of red fiery energy. Um, and, and they are formed to fight a, a relatively, uh, forgettable villain that is essentially, uh, the angry spirit of all the dead Japanese of all time. And, um, and the story, in, in, in a lot of ways, revolves around Hero as well as his admiration for Sunfire, who, in his opinion, is the greatest uh, hero ever. And um, and and at, at this point, Sunfire is in the comics uh, having trouble with his powers, and is even in some people's minds, or he even thinks he may be dying. Um, and it's it's honestly, it's a relatively forgettable three issue miniseries. Um, uh, it it, it I suspect, based on what we've seen of the Disney film um, in the previews and some of the extended cuts, it takes very liberally from the comic work. Um, where I think it does overlap is there is a team in the cartoon in the movie called Big Hero Six. Um, it takes place in a hybrid future city uh, called I think San Fran Tokyo, San Fr- something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, so it is the, the, the main protagonist is a genius young boy named hero. So I think that that's concurrent. Um, he is, he does have a sidekick named Baymax, but that is a major departure in the comic book. Baymax is uh, a human looking bodyguard at most points, kind of like a Butler. And then when he needs to protect hero physically, he morphs into, um, a warrior that is uh, looks essentially like a dragon, a green armor-plated dra- humanoid dragon, kind of like Fing Fang Foom if he were humanoid, smaller. Um, in the in the Disney comic, they completely redo that. And Baymax appears to be a he may even be a mute, but he's a a, a chubby Pillsbury Doughboy-like robot who morphs into um, a red armored. Um, soldier so it seems like they, they definitely reinvented that character there the the two females from the comic do appear to be in the big hero six in the on the, sh- in the on the movie but they appear to be much different in their powers uh the the girl who turns into plasma in the comic in the in the movie appears to have um discs and she can use the discs on her feet as wheels to go super fast she can also use the discs as flying as as method of flying uh, she can throw them as weapons, so kind of almost like a Tron type of vibe, you know. Um, and then Honey Lemon is in it, but I think again, the Honey Lemon in the movie is much different than the Honey Lemon in the comic. In the comic, essentially, Honey Lemon is just a pretty fashionable teenage girl who has a purse that is essentially a magic purse, and she can pull almost anything 
out of the purse that she needs at any given time. So it's almost like a MacGuffin purse. Whatever she needs in the moment, she can get from the purse. Felix um, the cat. What's that? Like Felix the Cat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there are two other characters that are, are um, in the movie that I came to find out actually do join Big Hero 6, but not until the second miniseries, which came out a few years ago, about four or five years ago. So, yeah, all in all, the movie, I think, is is just very, very loosely based on the comic work. And I can't tell you that you should run out and read the comics for what they are on their own. But if you are, like me, a sucker for first appearances and you're, uh, you're curious, I would suggest that, um, you know, it's, it's always I, – I, I was, it was interesting to read this and I will be interested to see the movie and see – uh, if there's more overlap than I suspect, but I, I doubt there will be because, uh, again, it's just it looks like they're kind of going their own direction here. So, um, so there you go. So, I, the other thing too is is as with all things speculator, uh, these issues if you don't already have them in your long box, definitely not worth tracking down. It'll cost you fifty bucks to get them now, um, even for basic copies. Wow! Because of the speculation of the movie, if the movie's a big hit, people want to own the first appearances. Uh, and these were not high volume selling issues when they came out. Right. Um, but what I'm not sure of, and maybe you know, I was, uh, I, I would imagine there's a good chance that these issues are available through Marvel Unlimited. So if you're a Marvel Unlimited subscriber, if, if I'd be curious for anyone to let me know if these are available there, because if they're there for, for essentially free, then I would give them a read. If, if, but if it's a question of should I chase them down to read them, the answer is no, certainly not at the current prices, and I don't believe any of this was ever collected in trade. So, um, so there you have it. Big Hero 6. But I'm stoked for the movie. I, I, I'm, I, I, I am out on the limb of saying I think it's going to be a major hit, and... Uh, uh, I, I I can't wait to see it this weekend. I, in fact, as you know, I was telling my sons all last week that we were going to go this past weekend to see it. And then I had egg on my face when I came to find out that it didn't come out last weekend. I thought, yeah, because I was like, I when you said that, and in Messenger, you and Vince were talking about it, I'm like, but I came home that night, we're watching TV, and everything I'm seeing is like November 7th. And I'm like, huh, but maybe 3D was out last week or something. But I, but yeah, okay. That's then. That's what it is. Um, let's see. I am. I got another question. If you want, sure. Uh, Mr. Brett Israel, with, with, uh, definitely a trend here with the questions to this week. Um, he said, "What do you guys feel are some of the most underrated runs of famous characters?" For example, to him, he would highlight Wade on Captain America in the late '90s. That's a good question. Okay, so, say it again. So some underrated runs of famous characters. So like with Cap, most people would probably say – like we had a discussion a month or two ago, right, about the seminal runs of any given character. So I think what he's asking is what are runs of characters that we enjoyed but would not be considered the seminal runs? So for example, for me, like like Deadpool um, – he's probably looking for what would you recommend of Deadpool that isn't the Joe Kelly run, right? right? Um, in which case I would actually say that the current post Sane Duggan run would be what I would point out there. Um, I assume it's selling reasonably well, but either way, it's, uh, it's definitely stuff that, uh, that is excellent and, st- and stands on its own. So, um, I think our, our ever, our, our beloved priest run on Black Panther certainly fits that bill because while we, while we have gushed about it many a time on the show, I don't, I don't recall it ever being a super good seller back then. And, uh, 
No, it definitely and I wasn't. I feel like it's a niche. It's something a lot of comic book talking heads like us love, but I don't. I still don't think it's been widely read. And again, I suspect that is widely available on Marvel Unlimited. I would hope. Uh, well, let's see the. Like Nocenti on Daredevil would be a one that comes to mind. I would. Um, hmm. The relaunch, um, the Gerard Jones written Green Lantern with Pat Broderick drawing Hal's stories, Joe Staten drawing Guy's stories, and Mark Bright penciling uh, the Jon Stewart stuff. Nice. Uh, And that then Green Lantern Mosaic spun off from that series. Oh, right, yeah. uh, Which had awesome art by... um, Cully Hamner. The, uh, let's see. Um, oh, shoot. Um, there is the. No, I don't want to say Legends of the Dark Knight because they, they had a bunch of different creative teams on that. Um, the Mark Wade. The, wait, did he say the second? Or the first Wade Garney, Captain America? The first, right? Pre-Heroes Reborn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, you know what? I, I'm i going to say the Busek Perez Avengers from Heroes Return. That is an excellent one. And actually timely because the, uh, the Omnibu was just solicited this past month from Marvel. Reprinting that stuff. I am... Really looking forward to, um, I don't, I just, I'm hoping it's in the movie. I just, I need to see Thor say, Ultron, we would have words with thee. That's, mm. that's gotta be, if if they had, in the first Avengers movie, if they had the recreation from the JMS Thor, of ripping, of Thor ripping off Iron Man's face mask. And just throwing that down the street, they gotta have that quote in the movie. For sure, that's a great one. Uh, Marvel Unlimited has Big Hero Six from two thousand eight, one through five. That's the new one, so that's not the original. Okay, that's the only thing I see for Big. Okay, I don't see Sunfire and Big Hero Six at all. Interesting. Okay. Uh, in keeping with the question at hand, I would uh, on the Wolverine front, since people know I'm on Wolverine Mark, um, I would definitely shout out. Um, Brian K. Vaughn and Eduardo Riso on Wolverine Logan. That was yeah, and that was and what was unique about that is that you could get the three issues in color or black and white. Yes, yes, that and was, that was a sharp looking book. Absolutely, and I also, in keeping with the Wolverine, I would I'm trying to think of one that's that's underappreciated but was good. Um, uh, hmm. I had another one, but it's escaping me now. I would say the um, Mike Carey X-Men, specifically Supernovas, that arc. Yeah, that's a great one, actually. Uh, that's one of my favorite X-Men. Um, then you had uh, art by the phenomenal Chris Pajalo on there, and some Humberto Ramos. Um, there is... Uh, when I think of Darwin Cook, I think of New Frontier. Mm-hmm. True. More so than Parker, but yeah. 
Uh, I, I will shout out uh, again when people think of Thor. I think you have the the Simonson run, and you then probably these days are followed by the Iron Run. Yeah. But I would say I enjoyed the Jorgens run. Um, that's oh, so with the General Meter Junior. Yep, JR JR, and uh, and 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 again a timely recommendation because uh, Jorgens is J- Jorgens is Jorgens. Jer- what is she? I guess Jorgens apostrophe. Uh, his run culminated in Ragnarok, which is, at least as far as we know, a major uh, component of the plot for Thor 3, now, did, since it's called Thor Ragnarok. Um, now, when, when that Thor series ended, right around Avengers Disassembled, before Bendis took over, that was actually written by Michael Avon Omen. True. So, but but that was the same series that you're yeah. start. Okay. So that 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 series, I guess it's volume two, essentially is what I'm ta- I'm recommending yes. essentially. Okay. So yes, I'd have to. It's true. I have to give you have to include Oming in that as well. Yeah. Um, I would throw in um, Brian Vaughn's and uh, Adrian Alfona's Runaways. Ooh, that's good. That's real good. Yes. Uh, the first volume is great, but the second. Um, the second series, I thought, kicked it up a notch. But that first, you can get a complete. Um, yeah, I'd call it a complete. You can get a. There's it's good beginning, middle, and end there stuff. Um, Shout out to uh, to Next Wave uh, oh, yeah. by Warren Ellis and Stuart Immonen. Um, it, it's uh, it's. I mean, I, I guess in terms of of the question, it's it's not a pure answer because it doesn't exactly fit into uh, a. F- famous character per se but there are a number of beloved characters in next wave that that i think were well portrayed in that that uh we hadn't seen in a while including machine man and uh monica rambeau who's had lots of names photon and captain marvel and the like but but uh but that's a terrific standalone series that uh doesn't get the love it deserves um i i loved the I, I mean, on the X Men front, I I loved the uh, like I I loved the Australia the Outback stuff, um, you know the Siege Perilous. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, well crafted choice of words there, but no, I I dug that a lot. I, I thought that was a lot of fun with Gateway and and the Reavers and um, so you know I shout that out. That's that's readily available in trades and collected editions and the like. There, uh, there was a a three part. I think it was a three parter. Although it would probably make more sense if it was a two parter. But from Legends of the Dark Knight, there was the Matt Wagner created story Faces, which was um, which was an early story of Batman and Two Face and um, a bunch of freaks. And uh, mm-hmm. so that that's one of my favorite um, Legends of the Dark Knight tales. There's also um, I think when I Ooh. what dude Avengers Forever I, I I'm looking right at it that is one of my favorites and 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 kind of fills this little niche in the Avengers world that that uh, that got lost in the shuffle and it shouldn't because it was phenomenal and uh, Pacheco has never ever looked as good as he looked in those issues <laughs> you're right uh, future imperfect good one. Uh, the Ladrone issues of Cable. Yeah. There's also um, 
when I think of their collaborations from both Marvel and DC, um, Spider-Man Blue by Loeb and Sale. Okay. Cool for you. Cool. <laughs> See, there you get back me. You got back at me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's enough. I think we did. We handled that one well. Um, Mr. Whitehead uh, would like to know that if the three of us, well, not 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 Michael Whitehead and, and you and I, but but three of us, meaning you, Vince, and I, were on a desert island, who would last the longest and why? Um, I would probably be the first to go. <laughs> okay, I think. That? Uh, why is that? Probably because of. I, you're too picky an eater and you couldn't bring yourself to kill an animal to eat it? That is probably the biggest <laughs> thing. I'd be living on coconut milk and sand for days. Um, I think, well, I think Vince would outlast us both. Um, I agree. I think I would go before you and um, because Vince can get by on you know the casing of a hot dog. Uh, he, um, <laughs> he can go the longest without requiring any sustenance and um and and the dude is already thin enough so he doesn't need to eat much um he he would he would outlast this i would being the 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 slowest and and the one most out of my element because i'm surrounded by a situation i can't control um i would probably be have to Put it, be put out of my misery. I don't know which one of you two would take that. Probably both of you. I don't, but it's, um, yeah, I, I would probably go first, and then uh, I think Vince would last the longest. I think he would definitely last longest because he he has a greater appreciation for the dark primal components of <laughs> of the human condition, and so I think he would. Uh, willingly or not be able to descend into uh, a bestial state to live like a feral beast yeah. <laughs> and just by any means necessary and uh, I don't think you or I would ever be able to bring ourselves to, to do that I think I'd, I could I could I definitely could and would uh, hunt and kill things and, and more happily and, and eat them than you would but but uh but yeah I, I don't i think vince would 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 probably be roasting us for dinner after a few weeks no doubt after, no doubt without without any reservations yeah we would be the um i mean he loves us but in the killer be killed <laughs> i think he'd happily kill he would yeah he'd love to feast on us we, we would definitely be the bob in in <laughs> the walking dead scenario in that case yes um, for sure and have uh speaking of have are you current on the uh, you still watching it? Or are you current on this season? I am still watching it. I am two episodes behind. Okay. Um, this this past week, you might feel different, um, but it looks like uh, after having some nice um, tension filled episodes and and some action and. Um, and that is one thing I appreciate. I'm, I, when when um, when the season started, I was a little worried that Terminus was going to be this year's prison, and we were going to stay here for a while. But um, that didn't seem to be the case at all. And and I appreciate how fast things are moving, 
and and um, and the story instead of dragging things out are um, kind of keeping me guessing. So I appreciate that because again, I not reading the comic, so I'm not sure where things have strayed or if, if they're even close to what went on in the comic. Um, but uh, this past episode uh, was about another character who basically, it, it reminded me very much of when, what I think they did with the misstep last season, where after having like a half a dozen really good episodes, then we came to a screeching halt because they wanted to show us what the governor's been up to for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so that's what this episode kind of felt like. It all all just to get to the last 30 seconds of the episode, which I, I felt was kind of a waste. But it made sense, but um, I think at the expense of, of the momentum. So we'll, I'll curious to see what you say when you catch up. The um, There's also... Uh, there was no Flash this week because of the election, and um, there was a show, though, Again, there was no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because of the election, but Marvel, ABC did show a special, um, which was, I think it was, um, obviously it could have went longer than an hour, but they only had an hour, and it was uh, titled um, 75 Years of Marvel from uh, Pulp to Pop. And they they are talking to pretty much everybody. I... I was made aware that uh, they interviewed Jim Starlin Ford a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um, they interviewed uh, your pal Jerry Conway. They talked mm-hmm. to, uh, of course, Stan. I was really surprised. And what was interesting is that when they used him, when they put him on camera, it was to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, but they spoke to Todd McFarlane. Interesting. And yeah, and, and he was talking about how, you know, how, how they're, you know, it, it's amazing how people wanted to see this, this talking tree and talking raccoon and, 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 uh, um, but the, you know, Kevin Smith and, and, uh, just a bunch of, uh, comic book creators and, uh, and, and people like Alan Fine and, and Kevin Feig and, and, and the people behind the scenes at the movies. But that looked interesting. And it, it, it's, um, hosted by, uh, Emily Van Camp, who most people, I guess, would know from Revenge, mm-hmm. but uh, Marvel Cinematic fans know her as uh, Agent 13 from The Winter Soldier. Right. Um, and she's easy enough on the eyes. And the, uh, but I will, I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll finish it when we're done here tonight, but I'll, I'll finish it by the weekend. But I, I I'm all about the, uh, th- these are the kinds of things that you'd have as bonuses on a DVD, so I'm 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 all for that. But again, I mean, you're talking about 75 years. They went back to when the when when the company started as timely, and to cram all that in for. I mean, hell, even PBS shows were like two hours, and and those don't feel like they went long enough. So, um, I can only imagine what was kind of left on the uh, on the cutting room floor. But that looks interesting, and. Um, yeah, that's uh, and 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 the wife and I are watching Gotham and uh, enjoying that and and surprisingly because it it's it, there are some scenes that uh, can be a little iffy or or kind of eye rolling, but overall it's um, seems to be a pretty good show. So I mean, I'm the um, the only comic book related show that I'm iffy on that I'm giving another few episodes is uh, Constantine. Mm-hmm. It just, I'm not, I'm not, um, like we said, 
at the con when they had the big poster as we went to Artist Alley. It, it the trench coat. It looks like a costume. It looks like a Halloween costume. The hair just. It, it, I'm not feeling the look, and it, I don't think it's the right show for um, to be aired on NBC. But it's um, it it doesn't have. There's no real weight to it. Nothing, nothing feels threatening or uh, or of any consequence. And and it's um, that's the kind of character that I think needs some edge to it. And and I don't I don't get an edge on on NBC. I'm at a I'm at a loss here because I have watched one episode of Gotham, no episodes of Flash, no episodes of Constantine, and one episode of Marvel Agents Shield so far. Uh, not because I don't plan on it; they're all in my on various and sundry DVRs in our house, but uh, I just haven't had the chance to plow through a bunch of them. So I am eager. We we have been uh, keeping up to date though with Star Wars Rebels, and uh, it's a hell of fun show. Yeah. I have a bunch of those on my DVR, which I need to get through. Yeah, very, very cool. The boys are major into it, and it's uh, yeah, there's excellent characters in this. Uh, the, the the new the new team, the the the, the band of rebels is, uh, is, is they're all very, very distinct and memorable, and, uh, and and do not at all feel like quasi analogs of the heroes that we we know from prior Star Wars universes. So I got to uh, I got to give that a shout out for sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. We say we uh, start uh, wrapping this puppy up, doing our I think travels. so. I All think, right. yeah. Ah, uh, so you're up, dude. Um, you're not used to going first in this part. I am not, man. See, well, this is a whole. Lot. I mean, in hell, if they stayed with us this long, um, and that is, I, I need to thank everybody for, well, at least putting up with me, but putting up with us this week for uh we needed to we need yeah that that was the when a little bit behind the scenes full disclosure when um when we had carry on last week we were originally pitching him to come on this week and this was at new york comic-con and vince kind of clued us in that uh this week is gonna be kind of iffy and uh we kind of we shrugged it off just figured we we would record another day during the week um but uh, as we came closer, we were getting closer to the week, we realized that um, there was going to be no day during the week to record and maintain the streak. That was more important than anything else. So um, we're doing this because, well, Jason and I don't get to talk to each other that much. And um, so aside from doing this to key, see what the other dude is 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 keen on um it is also to uh keep the streak alive and um so as much as vince wanted to be brock lesnar we we wanted to uh keep it going and and that is why uh we're putting this out so you um you get to enjoy it i'll say i'm going to say in your travels um you haven't read it yet, but uh, you will by this time next week. Amazing Spider-Man number nine. We we talked about Spider-Verse a bit, and um, and right now we are. It, normally, if if it's if we're recording on a week when uh, when a new issue of Amazing Spider-Man is out, that is generally what I'm close to going to say should be in your travels. But it's um, this is uh. Th- 
we're now in the Spider-Verse. It's no more Edge of or Prelude to. Um, this is the, the Amazing Spider-Man number nine is, is the first official issue of, um, of the Spider-Verse event. And it looks great. It's, uh, and as I was reading it, I realized that um, the way it's written and the way we have as, as, as witty and clever as slot is with, with, was with the captions. Um, but the interaction between Peter and Cindy, even though we're used to it from like the fourth issue, uh, anybody who buys this in the collection or, or is just reading this because it's the event, they are going to understand Peter and Cindy's relationship quick, fast in a hurry, because instead of just hitting us over the head, for those of us who have been around from the beginning of their relationship and just reading it like it's a Chris Claremont written comic where, where, you know, yeah, okay, we get it. It's Sam, the best there is. Or what, and, and this was, this was written and explained in a way where you just flow right through it and, and accept it. And we get right into the action. Um, so I mean, even though it's the first part of an event, it could be a it it it's it could be a jumping on point for people. Um, you're not uh, if you've been reading it from the beginning, you're not being talked down to or having to put up with anything that uh, someone new wouldn't understand, and you just kind of have to go along with it because they want new people to to know what's going on. It's um it's it it's it's the first issue of an event. It's number nine. Of an ongoing series, so I mean, there's 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 quite a bit that they have to kind of do in this issue, and uh, and I think they they do it all, knock it all out of the park, and uh, it's it's uh, it's well written, it's beautifully illustrated, it's Spider-Man times a dozen, and uh, that's all about good comics for me. Respect. So, um, before I jump into your travels, uh, we would be remiss to not uh, send a a a, uh, a heartfelt condolences to uh, the Dale family, and and uh, Jeremy Dale was uh, was thirty five years old, and he passed away suddenly this week. Um, creator, um, I think most. Uh, most most commonly associated uh, with uh, Action Lab, um, but had a chance to see him, know him at a few conventions. He's a very very sweet guy, and uh, is survived by uh, his wife and uh, I believe they had kids. But either way, it's uh, it's a tough spot, and there are a few um, a few charitable efforts going on uh, out there to help uh, his wife with. Uh, funeral expenses and living expenses and the like. So definitely worth your attention if you, if you have a few dollars to spare and uh, you know, I'll post a link to those things in the forum episode thread, but, uh, but, but definitely uh, it's never, it's, it's never good to lose a creator, but, but someone 35 years old is just, uh, yeah. it's kind of mind boggling. Um, and, and I know Kari, our, uh, our buddy who was on with us last week, he um, actually one of the, the, in it, he's been doing tech jacket, but he actually just recently completed a uh, a variant cover for uh, for Jeremy's comics. So um, so yeah, it's a, just 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 a, a just a shitty a shitty 
thing for sure. Um, so now that I've depressed you all, <laughs> um, uh, in your travels, uh, I want to uh, big you up now, bring you up, and I want you to, if you haven't yet caught on to the greatness of Ed Pisker's Hip Hop Family Tree, uh, there's no better time than the present. Um, it, we've now gotten two volumes collected. This is a webcomic that appears in Boing Boing on the Boing Boing site, for those that don't know. And it's Ed's uh, historical chronicling of, of hip-hop from its roots in the early 1970s. Uh, and so far, we've gotten two volumes produced wonderfully by Fantagraphics. The first volume is 1970 to 1981. Uh, and then the second volume is uh, 1982 and 83. Uh, and... I, Ed is planning and committed to contractually doing at least six volumes, which I believe will take us through 1993. But he's recently opened the door to going beyond that because he said he is uh, finally becoming a big-time Jay-Z and Kanye fan. So yeah. in any event, we're going to get a lot more of this. So if you happen to be a fan of comics and a fan of hip-hop, which certainly we both are, uh, this is a match made in heaven. And... Um, I know that uh, we have talked about having Ed on the show, and he's been open to that. So hopefully sometime in the coming months we will have him on for a chat because uh, I've actually never had a conversation with him, but I've heard he's a, a, a super interesting dude on top of, of, of making cool comics. So I commend it to your attention. So if you're, if you're cheap, you can read it for free on Boing Boing. If you're not so cheap, you can buy the collected editions. And if you like shelf porn, you can buy the beautiful box set, uh, which has a slipcase and a 30-page mini-comic. It's exclusive that uh, features our boy Rob Liefeld from, uh, and the Levi's commercial of the, of the time. Um, so yeah, there's lots of ways to consume hip-hop family tree from, from inexpensive and nay-free to, uh, to uh, you know, a nice collector's version. So much love much and uh, we thank you for listening uh, again this is where Vince would normally do his producer thing but um, you have been listening to 11 o'clock comics this is episode 341 we are dangerously close to getting to episode 300 and, uh, 365 which is pretty baffling but uh, <laughs> um, we'll deal with that when we come to it but yeah. uh but uh, again, special thanks to our two sponsors for the evening. First up, uh, our longstanding uh, and uh, every week, like clockwork sponsor, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Um, we always thank them and Christina and Cameron to continue to do awesome work, and they're the best out there. And that's, that's no BS. They, they were my favorite comic vendor before we had a show and continue to be. Uh, and then our brand spanking new sponsor, Valiant Comics. And yet again, um, Valiant, The Valiant Number 1, by written by Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, two long-running favorites of ours, and uh, beautifully illustrated by Mr. Paolo Rivera. It's a four-issue limited series that launches the second phase of the Valiant universe, and it, uh, it comes out, the first issue comes out on December 10th, 32 pages of awesomeness, featuring the Eternal Warrior and, uh, and some of the other cohorts of the Valiant universe as they look to fight uh, the immortal enemies. So, uh, good stuff. And uh, you can find us on our own website at 11, the number 11, o'clockcomics.com. 
You can also find David at David A. Price on the Twitters. You can find me at J, J-A-Y, B. Wood on the Twitter. And you can technically find Vince on the Twitter at Vince Bond, but, I mean, he's, he's not all that active on the Twitter these days. And last but not least, we do have a relatively vibrant Facebook page if you're not into the forum scene. So if you're not a member already, you can just send us a request. It's uh, 11 o'clock comics on Facebook. Any search therein, any spelling of it will probably pull it up. And we'll, as long as we're convinced you're not a Eastern European spam bot, we will accept you gladly. And uh, as you fetching can join. as they look. Yes, that's true. You can join in on the conversation over there, and uh, there is a lot of overlap. Uh, the forums are still a little more robust because we can have more long-form discussions and, and more uh, art sharing and the like there. But but again, if you're if you're more of a Facebook dude or, or gal, you can you can find us there too, and uh, with a lot of concurrent conversations. So find us any of those places. And of course, last but not least, we we rarely do this, but we should do it more often. You can the show is free, always will be. Um, but if if we we sometimes get people asking us what they can do as a thank you for the show because they dig it, and the easiest thing you can do for us and it means a lot is to give us good reviews either on uh, Stitcher or on iTunes. If you just take a moment to to ping us for uh, five stars or leave a nice little couple sentence review, it means a lot. It helps keep us up high in the rankings and the algorithms and the like, and and that's the easiest way to help because if you're at the top of the podcast rankings then more people are likely to discover you just kind of searching around and that that has helped us immensely over the last few years so there you go cosine good job producer yeah producer now we get vince back next week right i hope so (laughs) what you don't want to do this again (laughs) i would i would gladly do this again i don't know if people would put up with it again well if we don't have vince back next week we'll maybe add a third to the rotation just to just to do things crazy. Oh, actually, no, we do have someone planned for next week. You're right, we do. We do. We'll keep that so, under wraps for now. Right. So we'll at least be three or four of us here next week. Totally. Cool beans. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Jason Love you. Loves Sing- you. Say good night, David. Good night, David. Call me. <laughs> and we out. Peace. Drops fall, and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you, just the two of us.
Your feet 
want you so badly And I wonder this could tomorrow be So wondrous as you there sleeping Let's go drive till the morning comes Watch the sunrise and fill our souls up We'll drink some wine till we get drunk Yes, crazy, I'm thinking just knowing that the world is round Times like these When my faith I feel